Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I live off of everybody else. I'm talking about people in need. I'm talking about people who are, who are doing the best they can, are people who are just ignorant and don't know any better. They've gotten themselves in some terrible messes. And let me tell you something. Everybody who gets our help doesn't have to deserve it because God doesn't wait for somebody to deserve his help before he helps them. Mercy triumphs over judgment, the Bible says. When we begin to judge people as to whether or not they deserve help, then the love wants to shut down, and it's impossible to love them. And what I'm telling you this weekend, yes, it's helpful to other people, but more than anybody, it helps us. There's nothing more powerful or better that we can do than to help other people. To have the attitude of a servant, and when I say the attitude of a servant, I'm talking about an attitude, an attitude that says I'm not any better than anybody else, I'm as good as everybody else, but I'm not any better than everybody else. We're all one in Christ, and I'm not too good to do anything that needs to be done. Yes, I can help you. Yes, I can encourage you. Yes, I can forgive you one more time, because God has forgiven me one more time. Amen? Now, because God really takes it personally how we treat people or don't treat people, let's look at Matthew 25 and really try to get an even deeper revelation on what these scriptures are saying. Although I know that you've probably heard them if you've heard very much of the Bible at all, it's still worth looking at them again tonight. Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, and all his holy angels are with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory, and all nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them, the people one from another, as a shepherd separates his sheep from his goats. Now, sheep and goats, they have two different natures. Goats are very stubborn. Sheep are very easily led. And he will come to the sheep, he will cause the sheep to stand at his right hand, but the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, you favored of God, appointed to eternal salvation, inherit and receive the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you brought me together with yourself. You welcomed and entertained and lodged me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me with help and ministering care. I was in prison, and you came to see me. Then the just and the upright will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you thirsty? When did we see you a stranger? When did we see you sick or in prison? And he says, if you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Wow, I just got to sit here and think about that a minute. If you've done it unto the very least of these, my brethren, 
you've done enough to me. You know, I take these things seriously in about, I don't know, I guess about 12 years ago. I said, you know what, we, we need to be working in the prisons. And so we developed a prison team, and their full-time job is to go to prisons, cell to cell, if they're allowed to. In most places, they do get to do that. Tell the prisoners, God loves you. We send them a letter from us. We wanted to put my books in the prison cells so people could have the gospel. And they told us in the, in the prisons, they said, well, you can't give them anything spiritual if you don't give them something practical. So we gave them a bar of soap, a bottle of shampoo, and one of my books, and a letter that tells them how much we love them. And at this particular point, we have now put right at one and a half million of my books in prison cells around the world. And we have had some absolute unbelievable testimonies. I won't take the time to share them with you, but it is just phenomenal what God does to that shampoo, the soap, the letter, and the book. You might say when people are in prison, you have a captive audience. And since they don't have too much to do, if you get a book into their hands, there's a good possibility that they might read it. I know they don't all, but many of them do. And so that's, I take these things seriously. I believe that if Jesus says, don't forget the people that are in prison, then we shouldn't just write them off and forget them because they committed a crime and maybe a terrible crime, because we have to remember that they still are redeemable and they still need someone to care about them. Come on now. First Corinthians 13, 1, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even angels, but I don't have love, that reasoning and tension of spiritual devotion that is inspired by God's love for and in us, I'm only a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. <laughs> How many of you speak in tongues? All right, well, if we speak in tongues and we don't have love, then we're just a big noise. Then he says if you have prophetic powers and so much faith that you can move a mountain and you don't have any love, then you're a useless nobody. <laughs> Verse 3, if I give away everything that I've got to feed the poor, and even if I surrender my body to be burned in order that I might glory, and I don't have real love, I gain nothing. So he's saying even if we do something good, but we do it to be seen or to be well thought of, Somebody said this to me today, and I thought it was a great statement. I can give and not love, but I can't love and not give. Amen? That's very good. Verse 4, now here we come with the facets of love. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious nor jealous. It is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Love is not rude, unmannerly, does not act unbecomingly. Love, that is God's love in us, which that's the kind of love that God is asking us to give the world. Not a human kind of love, but the agape of God that he has given to us freely by his grace. God expects us to give that away. 
It does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Are you a good accountant? Are you able to count up every wrong thing that everybody does and remember it for 20 years? And I love this part. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when truth prevails. Love bears up under everything and anything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. I think that's one of the greatest facets of love. It's always ready to believe the best and not to believe the worst. Boy, it can give us so much peace if we'll just choose to believe the best of people in every situation instead of automatically believing the worst. Love never fails, never fades out, never goes away. We need to learn how to walk in love. Let's look at Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 30. The story of the Good Samaritan. Jesus, taking him the man up, replied, A certain man was going from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him of his clothes and belongings and beat him and went on their way, unconcerned, leaving him half dead as it happened. And now, by coincidence, a certain priest was going down along that road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side of the road. A priest. I bet he was trying to get to church. Come on now. We've got to understand this properly. Here's a guy who's been beaten up. He's lying on the side of the road, bleeding. And a religious man, matter of fact, you're getting ready to see that two religious men passed him by and did nothing to help him. Now, a Levite likewise came down to the place and saw him, and he passed by on the other side of the road. But a certain Samaritan, as he traveled along, came down to where he was. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity and sympathy for him. He was moved. He was moved to do something. (laughs) And he went to him and he dressed his wounds, pouring on them oil and wine. Then he set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two days' wages, gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him and whatever more you spend... When I return, I will pay you back that also. Now, there's several things I love about this. He didn't put any limits on what he was willing to put out to help the man. Whatever it costs, that's what I'll do. However long it takes, that's how long I'll spend. He didn't know him. The man meant nothing to him at all other than he felt moved with compassion and pity. The guy was obviously going somewhere because he left the man there saying, now you take care of him until I get back. So probably he was in a hurry to get somewhere, but he still stopped. He had a plan. He had something in his mind that he wanted to do, but he stopped and he helped him. Now, you know, we put one of these on our hotel doors. It says, privacy, please, don't disturb me. But too many people today have one on their lives. Don't disturb me. Don't disturb me. I've got a plan. I'm going shopping. There's a big sale. I can't stop and do anything for you now. I've got to get to this sale. 
I'm going to eat lunch. I'm hungry. I, no, I can't talk to you now. I can't be bothered with you now. But I mean, I just feel like I'm starving to death. I got to go. Don't disturb me. Don't bother me. I've got a plan. I'm in a hurry. It's one thing to hang something like this on your hotel door. It's another thing to hang one on your life. And if you've got an invisible one on your life, I'm challenging you to get it off tonight and make a new decision about how you're going to live. I already know what's going through your mind when I say that. It's like, well, I'm not ever going to get anywhere if I've got to stop and help everybody who needs help. I mean, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. I'm only asking you to be led by the Spirit. Nobody can do everything, but together we can do everything that needs to be done. No one of us can do everything. But here's the thing. God is not going to put it on your heart to do it if it's not right for you to do it. He won't tell you to do everything. God's not going to tell you to kill yourself and wear yourself out and never take care of yourself and not pay attention to your family and not pay attention to your health. We need to stay focused. We need to know who the devil is using to try to steal our time. But we also need to know when God is tapping us on the heart saying, I need you in this situation. If you've got a don't disturb me, I don't want to get involved sign on your life, then please make a decision tonight to take it off and say to God, I want you to know, God, if you need me today, I am available to you. This is my plan, but my plan is up to you. You can make it work or you can interrupt it. Come on, would you begin to do that? Do you have a do not disturb sign hanging across your life? You know, if we really want to walk in love, then we have to be willing to be interrupted, to lay aside our plan and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I've often discovered that people don't always need help on my timetable or my schedule. So sometimes we need to be willing to stop what we're doing to help someone else. You know, I believe that your joy will increase when you take time to stop and love other people. Today we're offering you our Live to Love CD teaching album. Live to Love. Learn to do it as a lifestyle. And when you get the CD teachings, you're going to get a bracelet. It's a free gift. We call it the L2L bracelet. It means Live to Love. And it's just got a scripture on it, John 13, 34. It's going to stir up some conversation. People are going to ask you what it is. You get a chance to tell them. Jesus teaches us to love people, and I wear this to remind myself to walk in love. That's a great way to get out in the world and witness. Be sure you take advantage of this offer. I think it's going to be a blessing to you and to many other people. God bless you. Hi, Crystal Crowley. Hi, Crystal Crowley. Take you, make you out. To be my husband. To be my husband. To have and to hold. To have and to hold. From this day forward. From this day forward. For better or for worse. At this moment, on this day, Crystal Lyles is happy. She's just married her one true love. And like the fairy tales say, from now on, it's happily ever after. Unfortunately, Anytime somebody gets married, you don't get an instruction book. And if you're not mature enough to use the Bible as your instruction book, you're just out there. And um, so we made a mess of it pretty quick. At one point, we started struggling, being completely disconnected with each other. And I found that he was in an uh, extramarital relationship. The couple divorced, and Crystal says her heart grew cold and bitter. 
felt like I had given our marriage everything I had. And when I decided that I had had enough, I just flipped that switch, and that was it. Obviously, I hurt her in the worst way possible, and I broke that trust. And so now that bitterness that she created through that broken trust, uh, it, it, sh- it showed through. You know, when we would drop the kids off and he would leave crying, wasn't feeling any. I didn't feel anything about that. I was like, really hate that. I remember being in a corner, balled up in a fetal position, just crying uncontrollably, you know, wanting to repair what I had damaged, just wanting to be in my kids' presence, wanting to be in my wife's presence, you know. But that wasn't an option. You know, there are consequences to certain actions, and it's not like this is new. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't feel, I didn't feel my heartstrings pull whenever, whenever he would show emotion. Bitterness became Crystal's armor. In her effort not to feel pain, she couldn't feel anything. Eventually, the armor became her prison. I was justified in the way I felt. You know, everybody, I could ask anybody, and they were like, yeah, she's got a reason to feel that way. You know, that fired me up even more. You know, yeah, yeah, I do have a reason. You get hard because you get tired of getting hurt, and you think that's the only way to protect yourself. I ran across her teaching just looking through the TV channels, doing what I had to do regardless of how I felt was one thing that she really taught me. You don't always feel like it. I didn't feel like praying for him. I didn't feel like being nice. And I certainly didn't feel like forgiving him. But as I did those things, God used that to just mature me a little more and a little more and a little more. So it made it a little easier each time. Crystal forgave Mickey, overcame bitterness, and began experiencing the beauty in her life again. Then one day, God put it on her heart to reconcile their marriage. I felt like I wrestled with God all day in my spirit. And, I mean, this went from about 11 in the morning to about 11 at night all day. Cried. I laid in my room and I cried. I'm like, why do I feel so unsettled about this? What will my family think? What will my friends think? We are divorced. It's not like we just had a bad fight. We are divorced. He pays me child support. We are completely done. I felt him say, you have been praying for me to show you what I have for your life. I had Jeremiah 29, 11 plastered everywhere, at work, my car, refrigerator at home. He said, you know, you trust that I have a plan for you. You've been asking me to reveal that plan. I'm revealing it to you. Aren't you going to go with it? I really started seeking God for myself, not to impress Crystal, not to appease my mother, not for my children's sake, but for my sake. And, uh, As I started seeking him, he started giving me peace that whether you get Crystal back or not, you need me to be happy. And so that independent seeking of him for my own personal relationship was the turning of the tides. I I was praying during that time, you know, God, please just send me a Christian man. I want a man that leads me to church. I don't want a man that I have to drag to church kicking and screaming while he sits in the pew and practices a golf swing. You know, I want a guy that's really there. And... I was trusting God for that, and God answered my prayer. He gave me a Christian guy, and but I never expected him to give me a Christian Mickey, you know. The couple's remarried, and today realizes that happily ever after isn't always the goal. Sometimes peace comes after the storm, but with Christ, you can endure the challenges of becoming one and experience wholeness together. 
God's plan is always perfect. You know, why we can't lay down and just trust it every day. It's difficult, but it's so worth it. You know, it's so worth it. Get your free subscription to Enjoying Everyday Life magazine today at JoyceMeyer.org. Enjoy life, laugh, and be refreshed at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Don't you feel better just being in this atmosphere? Join us in Phoenix, Arizona and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. For more details, go to JoyceMeyer.org. When I worship, it's like reaching up and he's reaching down. And we touch. I need to be here. My marriage is better due to the ministry. Um, I let my husband off the hook. It's not his responsibility to make me happy. Um, he's a good man. I'm very blessed to have him. I don't know that he realizes he's off the hook, but he is. I've been through some tough times, and um, the Lord's rescued me a lot, uh, and he's blessed me. The ministry gives a lot to me on a daily basis. Um, I watch Joyce. Um, she's in my car, and uh, I give back. I can't be in Joplin when the tornado hits, but I can give to the ministry so that so that they can do that. And I'm a part of it. I'm a part of that um, as a partner. And 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 the Lord wants us to do that. He wants us to give back. You mean more to us at Joyce Meyer Ministries than you may ever know. We appreciate you, and we thank our friends and partners for making this worldwide ministry possible. Together, we're feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and presenting the gospel to the nations. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org today to share your prayer requests, find out more about our resources, see Joyce's conference schedule, and to join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. TBN is reaching the world through the Farsi language network, Nijat. 24 hours a day, the gospel is sent in Farsi to Iran, the entire Middle East, and North America. There is such a hunger in the hearts of these Muslims for God, but they don't know that Jesus died for them. So they try to please God through these actions. So they're pleasing Allah and their imams by beating by themselves. Beating themselves. Bleeding. Bleeding all over. Thank God for TBN today. That we are telling them they don't need to do that. Satellites keep beaming the just message of hope to millions in the land of Persia and beyond. Help us continue the vision of reaching the Farsi-speaking world with Najat TV. The cost is ongoing to keep the satellite feeds raining down on the entire Muslim world. Call now to support Christian television to the Farsi-speaking people all over. Jesus told us about the signs of his coming in the end of the age. Listen every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Pacific and Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific as prophecy speaker Irvin Baxter explains about the Antichrist, the one world government, the one world religion, World War III, Mark of the Beast, and the Rapture. Don't miss one segment of End of the Age because the end time 
is now. TBN's youth channels, Juice and Smile of a Child, are now available on the Dish Network, Channel 264. Thanks to your love and support, the Juice and Smile of a Child networks are now in over 14 million homes across America. Both of these amazing networks have received the Parent Television Council's Entertainment Seal of Approval for their commitment to air only programs that model positive values. Juice TV is now available daily from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern. Smile of a Child is available from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. This is a huge step in the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks. Celebrate and rejoice with us in this new season of quality programming for the youth of America. program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, he sent his son Jesus Christ. To believe on the name of son Jesus Christ is to believe that God loves you. So the law of Moses says what? Love me, God says. But the new commandment says what? Believe in my love for you. Receive it into your heart. Step into this unique gift of the Holy Spirit and unleash God's protection, provision, and power in your life. Who's the trouble I've seen? Well, let me tell you, if you've ever felt like that, this message has got your name on it. If you know somebody who's feeling like that, Call them, text them, tweet them, I don't care. Send a pelican after them and tell them to watch this message. The message is called, You Are Not In This By Yourself. That's God's word to you today. I'm going to share it right now. You are not in this by yourself. Take a look. Paul has been, some would say, on a downward slide. Uh, he, he has uh, began his ministry and, and has not met with a warm and inviting atmosphere. And now he, has, he is in chains. The great, the, great, the great intellect, the great intellect is sleeping with criminals. Paul, who has been taught at the feet of Gamal, Paul, who would have been a contemporary of Aristotle and Socrates, Paul, who was known for the diversity of his intellect and the massive ability for him to articulate in a multiplicity of languages, Paul, who is a, who is a Roman citizen, in spite of the fact that he is a Jew, concerning the law, he is absolutely zealous. He is a man of distinguished honor and integrity, and now he is sleeping with thugs and rapists and murderers and killers and drugs from prison place to prison place and he's kind of down on his luck. Have you ever, have you ever got down on your luck and it just got to a place that it looked like you were up against it? That is the condition the Apostle Paul finds himself in at this particular moment. And, and now he comes before King Agrippa, somebody that he would have at one time had lunch with. But now he comes not as a contemporary, he comes as an inmate. He comes as a prisoner. Now see, you have to understand this. If you've always been down, you handle down a little bit better. 
<laughs> but when you are used to being treated a certain kind of way, this is not just economic down. It could be romantically down. When you've always been loved, you handle being unloved a certain kind of way. When you've always had a job and something changes, now you're in unemployment. Anytime you have a massive change down, it can shock your system because you say, this is not me. I plan to meet with the gripper and have my hat men pull my schedule and pull it up on the Rolodex that I would have gotten to you in a few months, but I never thought that when I met a gripper, I would be in chains and hadn't things for months. But sometimes life can turn around on you so much that the very thing you thought would never happen, the place you never imagined yourself being in a state like that, never thought it could happen to me, never thought I could be sick, always been healthy, never thought I would go through a bout with cancer, never thought I'd be unemployed, never thought I'd lose my house, never thought my husband would leave me, never thought my wife would cheat on me, never thought I'd have a child in jail. Is there anybody in here that's ever had a never thought? The Apostle Paul comes to meet with King Agrippa. Now, as he comes to meet with King Agrippa, it is not contemporary meeting with contemporary. Now, because of life circumstances, Paul is, in King Agrippa's mind, the lesser meeting with the greater. And to some degree, it appears that King Agrippa has Paul's life in his hands. Now, this is something that is really troubling for me because I don't mind us being equals, but if one of us is going to be in control, I prefer it be me. Pray my strength in the Lord, but I did mean that. I didn't just throw that in the sermon. That is a true T.T. Jakes-ism. Yes, I'd rather drive than be driven. I'd rather make decisions than live with your decision. I'd rather you need me than for me to need you. There's something vulnerable about needing someone. And, and now when he comes to this point, I want you to understand the fierceness of it. King Agrippa's great-grandfather had signed the decree to have the baby Jesus killed. King Agrippa's great-grandfather had signed the decree to have the baby Jesus killed. Killed. There is no doubt that he comes from a long line of monarchs and leaders who did not mind sending you to be destroyed. His grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded. His grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded over a dance. His daughter danced for John's head. He, 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 had, he had come from a long line of people in positions of authority. His father had the first Christian disciple killed. And now here comes the Apostle Paul to Agrippa. No reason to think that Agrippa would, would be understanding or compassionate. And yet, when Paul comes before him, Paul says, first of all, the first thing Paul says, I, 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 I'm going to represent myself. And, and they say that the client who has himself for a lawyer has a client that's a, 
unwise person. But Paul has decided, I, I'm going to represent myself. And he says to him, I think myself happy to stand before you. He, in other words, I have been waiting on this opportunity to stand before you. And, and, and I understand that because one of the things that you soon learn about life, you learn to confront the issue. You learn to confront the issue. When you first start out, you skate around it. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to say anything. You don't want to be misunderstood. But the longer you live, you find out avoiding things that make them go away sooner or later. Whether your feelings get hurt or not, whether you like me or not, whether you unfollow me or block me or not, whether you speak or don't speak anymore, sooner or later, we may well confront this issue. Now they come to confront the issue, and he says, I'm glad to confront this issue. Paul says, let me preface my remark. You must understand that Paul was an intellect. He wasn't just somebody jumping and jerking and shouting. But God had handpicked him because he had the capacity, the, the mental flexibility, the, the intellectual dexterity to be able to communicate on a level that he could influence people in every echelon of life. There's a reason God gave you what he gave you, so you can reach somebody that nobody else can reach. Paul now speaks to King Agrippa, and he says, let, let us be clear about this. He says, I want you to understand something, that I am a man of conviction. I am a person of, of, of great conviction. He says, when it was concerning, I grew up a Jew. I'm a Roman citizen. When I was committed to Judaism and its uh, orthodoxy, I was committed to it to the ultimate degree. I was concerning the law zealous. I was a Pharisee, and the sect of the Pharisees that I belonged to was the most disciplined order of my generation. There were so many things that we did not do, and ask any Jew who knew me, he says to Agrippa, I was disciplined about what I was into. I was committed to it. I served with fervor and tenacity. He says there would have been a time you and I would have gone to lunch. Because I was so committed to what I believed in, I was a Christian killer. I murdered Christians. I shut them down. He says, I signed decrees that caused them to lose their lives. I have a long history of being committed to my passion and aggressive about what I believe. And I was so committed to it, there was a time I would have been sitting where you are and somebody else would have been sitting here waiting on me to make a decision. But ain't life kind of funny? Now the hunter has gotten captured by the game and I find myself in this precarious predicament. But understand that I am not some uh, vagabond that stumbled into Christianity because I didn't have the capacity or the option to go in another direction. And do not think that I am a person who came in here of my own accord. Well, what happened to you? I was going to deliver a decree. Uh, I was headed for Damascus and I was going there to execute some more Christians and Wow, I was on the road to Damascus. Something happened on the road. Something happened on the road to Damascus. He said, I, I, I saw something that knocked me off my beast and brought me down to my knees. He, 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 what he's doing, he's witnessing to Agrippa. He's telling Agrippa how he became a Christian. I, and he's 
now. And, and this, this atmosphere begs the question, if, if, if you were prosecuted for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence No, I don't mean in church. I mean, if you were tried in that complex you live in. If you were being tried for being a Christian by, by the people you work with, is there enough evidence for you to be able to... Uh... And he says, I was on the road to Damascus, and I saw a great light. Agrippa, it knocked me off my beast. It turned me all the way around. I heard a voice speak from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, who is that calling me? He said, it is Jesus whom thou persecutor. He said, it was so powerful that when, I, when he got to showing me who he was, I went blind on the outside, but I lit up on the inside. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying to you? He said, all of a sudden, it changed me. By the time I got to Damascus, I was a brand new man. I had a brand new walk. I had a brand new talk. I, I, I want to ask you something today because I know this kind of stuff is going out of style because people just like to have church and not get into your business or anything. But I want to know, have you been changed? I don't, no, 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 I don't want to know, do you dance, do you go to church, do you shout, do you know the Bible? I, I, don't, I don't want to know, are you believing God for prosperity and abundance? I want to know, have you been changed? How are you different now from who you used to be? If, uh, what, can you show me what you don't do that you used to do? Still to come on The Potter's Touch. I wonder, are you a Christian, a real Christian, or do you go to church? Maybe that's why your trials don't go so good, because you don't have enough evidence to win the case, and you can't close the trial, because your trial has no evidence. Oh, y'all don't hear? Your trial has no evidence. You're trying to win a case, but you have no evidence. Paul said, I know. I've been changed. If he commands me to do it, it must be within my power to accomplish it. Because it wouldn't be just to command me to do something that I cannot do. So that means that love is controllable. I give up everything to follow. You wouldn't give up a ham sandwich at 11 o'clock at night. Imagine how your personal relationships would change if you love the people in your life like you love yourself. The reality is we always want to get more than we're willing to give. So this second scripture obliterates selfishness. It's not what we did yesterday that's messing us up. It's that you won't grow with me. If you can't grow with me, you can't go with me, and you're going to drown trying to follow me into my destiny if you don't see who I am now. For your any size, you will receive the Love Letter series on four DVDs. And when your gift is $150 or more, you'll receive the Love Letter 4 message DVD set, the Love Letter stationary set, the NIV Live Experience Bible resource that includes the complete 
NIV Bible on 79 CDs, digital downloads of the audio, the NIV Live mobile app, and much more. Receive God's love letter to you today.
this morning. I'm going to need some help this morning. I'm, I'm coming against some demons this morning, some strongholds, some principalities and some powers. Help me preach this thing this morning. Huh? Hallelujah. Some seven people are coming. You got to have some evidence. You got to have some evidence. You got to have some evidence. If you're going to make it through this trial, you got to have some evidence. If you got to clean up, you got to have some evidence. If you got to get on the altar, you got to have some evidence. If you got to go through a transformation, you got to have some evidence. You can't get through the trial without some evidence. It, it's not enough that you can sing. It's not enough that you can talk. You need some evidence. Uh-oh. I feel my old school stuff coming now. I've been snake bit. 
I've been thrown in jail. I've been locked up in pits. I've been stoned at Lystra. I've been left for dead. He said, I, I've been all of this the Jews did to me because I was a Christian. And yet the Christians looked at me and said, I don't know about Paul. I don't know whether I can trust him or not. He said, but in spite of all the things I've been through, as I stand before you today, and I don't have a lawyer or anybody to plead my case, None of the people I helped stood up for me. None of the people I healed stood up for me. None of the people I stood by stood up for me. But don't you think I'm in this thing by myself? <laughs> because having received help of God, I continued to this moment. Just three people say, but God help me, God help me, God help me, God help me. Tell them, God help me. Oh, I know I ain't got no witnesses. Let me talk to the choir. Tell somebody, tell them God helped me. That's how I made it. When my husband left me, God helped me. That's how I made it. When I lost my job, God helped me. That's how I made it. When I was sick in my body, God helped me. That's how I made it. When my family was in crisis, God helped me. That's how I made it. When I went through a tight, God helped me. I wish I had some folk who understood that you didn't make it by yourself, but God helped you. Touch somebody and tell them, God helped me. Ain't no need of you rolling your eyes. No need of you getting bad. No need of you getting upset. Hallelujah. God help me. You don't like me? Talk to him about it. You don't like my suit? Talk to him about it. You don't like my car? Talk to him about it. You don't like my house? Talk to him about it. Everything I got, everything I own, everything I know, every time I sit up, God help And he said, man, I don't know what you're going to do. But he said, having received help of God, I continue to argue this day. And I want you to know as I stand here with no friends, no apostles, no witnesses, and no lawyer, and you think I'm by myself, the devil is a lie. I'm not in this by myself. He didn't bring me this far. Believe me, by myself. You live alone. The devil is a lie. You do not live alone. You're not in the house by yourself. You don't drive to work by yourself. You don't deal with life by yourself. Oh, I gotta stop there. I wish I could go further with this because I know how tragedies and adversities alienate you, going through trials, and the enemy is always telling you that you're different and nobody would understand and nobody would love you. The devil is a liar. I pray this message blesses you. I pray that this ministry blesses you. And if so, that you partner with us and yoke up with us and understand the importance of ministry. It does something that nothing else will do for the soul. And by the way, if you are a leader, I want to invite you to our Pastors and Leadership Conference because at this point in my life in ministry, I live and breathe to help you see your vision come to pass. Come on down to Orlando and let me talk to you, your spouse, and your leadership team 
about how to expedite the process. It doesn't take 20 years to get where you're going. If you will focus, things will change right now. Meet me in Orlando and do not miss it. Learn how you and your staff can think yourself clear at the 2016 International Pastors and Leadership Conference. It's time for creative leaders to emerge and recharge for innovative ideas, a fresh perspective, and practical tools that will better you and your organization. You need to invest in yourself. Register for the International Pastors and Leadership Conference 2016. Think yourself clear. Register online today at pastorsandleaders.org.
want to welcome you to a very special Life Today program. Betty and I are always thrilled to share our, our time together. I want to give you a very um, definite promise that you can count on. You know, oftentimes people say things that we hope will come true, or at least hope are true, and yet we find so much disappointment. And there's not a person that I've ever met that doesn't have some hopes for something perhaps better, maybe for a dream or a wish to be fulfilled, or how about a prayer answer? Well, let me read you what you can count on because this is God's Word. God says if you reach out and you care for those in need, that you will call Deuteronomy chapter 24, and uh, there, Deuteronomy 24, and I want to show you in verse 16, God is uh, expanding our understanding of the law, and he says this, Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers. Each one shall be, able, shall be put to death for their own sin. Now, what that's teaching is, is no matter what your kids do, God will not punish you for what your kids do. No matter what your dad did, God's not going to punish you for what your dad did. All right, men? And, and ladies, no matter what your children do or become, God will not punish you for what your children do or choose to do. And furthermore, um, God will not punish you, uh, ladies, because of what your parents did to you or because of you. Uh, God will not judge you because of these things. Isn't that good news? You say, well, but how does that square with generational sin? All right, back to the beginning of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 5. And notice that Deuteronomy 5, God is laying out the law again, and he's uh, called all the people of Israel together, and God speaks uh, to the people through Moses, I am the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 5, 6. You shall have no other gods before me, verse 7. No carved images, verse 8. Why? Here it is, verse 9. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. You say, well, isn't jealousy a sin? Jealousy is wanting what isn't yours. So, what isn't God's? Hold up the universal symbol for what isn't God's. Therefore, with God, jealousy is not a sin. He wants what's his. And he wants our hearts. And so when he says, I'm jealous, it's really a very holy, holy thing. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on their children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. You say, well, which is it, James? I mean, which is it? Either the father, uh, uh, the, the son is punished for the father, or, or he isn't. And now we have a, a verse that's saying uh, that he visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the sons to the third and fourth generation. And we have a scripture in the same book in the Bible that says that he doesn't punish us for our father's sin. Which is it? Come on, Bible students, tell me, which is it? It's both. It's both. God does not judge us. There are no consequences, is key. There are no consequences for generational sin. But there are inclinations. 
And because of how your father or mother or grandfather or grandfather struggled, because of sin in your family's past, you have inclinations, you have temptations, you have susceptibilities, you have vulnerabilities, and you have to recognize if we're going to think differently, we have to do some thinking and reflecting upon what was my father, what was my mother, what were my grandparents, where were they coming from. For some of you, they didn't even know the Lord. How many people have parents that did not, at least at some point, know the Lord? Obviously, grandparents, hold up your hands. All right, so what were they into and what was their life about? Because know this. Their inclinations, their temptations, their susceptibilities, their vulnerabilities will visit themselves upon your life. Now, good news, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, and God's power is more than sufficient for this. But if we're going to think differently, then we're going to think aware. And, you know, my mom really battled depression, and I just really find that a correct, correct patterns of thinking formed over a long period of time. Now, if you're ready for some good news, say good news. Because if you look at the next verse in Deuteronomy chapter 5, here's the grace. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Say, but I don't hate God. Right, verse 10. But showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Amen? And I want to follow God, and I want to honor God, and I want to break the chains of generational sin in my family, and I want to do everything I can as long as I'm drawing breath to make sure that I get victory over some things so that my kids don't struggle with the things that I struggle with, so that my grandkids, when I'm off this earth, are not battling things that I wouldn't let God get me victory over. So what are those strongholds? Maybe in your family there's a stronghold. I would just call the general category crutches. Crutches. We turn to substance. We don't turn to God. We turn to alcohol. Uh, We turn to, you know, smoking pot, uh, other kinds of medication that inebriate my ability to feel pain. And because it blocks the pain, it blocks the God-given thing to get me to a better place. And so um, substance abuse... Uh, materialism. Maybe you grew up in a family where everything was about the next thing, and we're going to get one of these, and we're going to buy it, and we're going to own it, we're going to polish it, and we're going to enjoy it, and this, this is our life. Don't you ever touch my boat. Who scratched my boat? If you grew up with that, my stuff, my stuff, my stuff, okay, um, that can become a real stronghold uh, for people. And as I often say, it's not wrong to have a thing, but if that thing has you, that's a threat. Uh, to God, and it will be taken out. And so we want that stronghold broken. Uh, maybe the stronghold of gluttony. Maybe you grew up in a home where the amount of food that was served at the table was three times what was needed, and, and you had someone who, whose identity was cooking, their identity was tied up and seeing you enjoy that, and they're like, have more, have more, have more. And, and you, everyone in your family has always battled obesity because food had a place that it wasn't supposed to have and it has a, a stronghold it's a stronghold it's just as hard as I try it has me and and uh, so that can be generational sin or um, uh, lust uh, clear category uh, selfishness we just do what's best for us we just do what's best for us 
just the people at this house. We don't serve anyone. We don't give ourselves to anyone. And that's just, I love you. That's a stronghold. And your life isn't better for that. Okay? And so, uh, all in favor of thinking differently? Okay, not, not an easy message to give. Uh, trust me on that. Not an easy message to hear. Uh, but thankful for our capacity to speak truth to one another uh, in love. And uh, we're destroying the strongholds of family dysfunction. Number one, generational sin strongholds. Pray about that. Think about that. Journal about your family. Talk to your parents if they're still living and ask them about these things. And then this conflict resolution strongholds. Back to Genesis now for the rest of the message. Uh, Genesis 26 is where we're uh, looking at um, uh, Jacob's home of origin. (laughs) Watch what happens here. This is something... Um, we're going to talk about conflict resolution strongholds. Now, um, in, our, in our temperaments uh, or our dispositions from last week, um, how many people, just two broad categories, how many people are extroverts? Hands up extroverts? Okay. Hands up introverts? Okay. So extroverts tend uh, toward um, fight. There's going to be conflict. We're going to fight it out. Want to do it here? Want to do it outside? Want to do it with words? How do you want to do this? And, and then introverts uh, tend toward flight. These are broad categories. And because and, um, I had asked people, did you grow up in a, in a fight home or did you grow up in a flight home? Well, the reality is, is that many of you, uh, of us, grew up in a home with one of each. And we had, a, we had a mother or a father who would fight it out, let's do this, argue now, and another person who was the opposite to track of that who was, you know, just smooth it over, just make everything okay, and we'll deal with it later, or, or maybe it won't need to be dealt with at all. And um, believe me when I tell you that that home of origin issue, how conflict was dealt with, uh, can become a massive stronghold in the lives of God's people. The problem is, is that we always want to do what we do naturally and easily. We always want to do the thing that comes to us. The stronghold is always wanting to handle it the way that I do. It's the way your parents did things, the environment in which you were raised. Mom spoke harshly. Dad battled lust. Your grandparents struggled with selfishness. Whether you see it or not, your family's pattern of behavior is impacting your thought life. Because of watching them and growing up with them, you're inclined to behave just like them, for better or for worse. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can change the way you live by changing the way you think. If we're going to think differently, we have to be willing to talk about the strongholds of family dysfunction. It's just ways that you've been thinking for so long, you hardly even realize you're doing it. But it's the way your parents did it. It's what their parents maybe did. And uh, we, we need to see those chains broken. If you're ready to break free from your old way of thinking, we'd love to send you our brand new resource, Think Differently, How to Change Your Mind, filled with principles from God's Word that have greatly impacted Pastor James's own life. This study guide will teach you how to destroy the harmful thought patterns that lead to bad behavior. Request your copy when you support this ministry with any amount and get ready to experience new joy and victory in all areas of life. 
And for a gift of $85 or more, we'll also send you the entire Think Differently series on DVD. It's not about trying harder. It's about getting the right mindset that produces long-lasting transformation. This series will help you do just that, equipping you to approach life with the mind of Christ. Request this series today and see for yourself how better living starts with better thinking. Just call 800-545-6800 or go online to jamesmcdonald.tv. So let's uh, see it here. Uh, Genesis 26, starting in verse 12, Isaac, remember he's the son of promise, the miracle baby, and Isaac is older now, he's married, he has his own children, and he sowed in that land and reaped, he's not really living where God wanted him to live, he's living in Gerar, and um, the Philistine nation, which they're just, you know, a problem right up until the life of David and beyond, enemies of God. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Wow. And the Lord blessed him. And the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds. There's no, there's no money. So his wealth was measured in flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. This is a problem. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. That's um, really bad. You know, you can go to the tap and get a cup of water anytime you want one, and one of the problems is, is that you sit in church and you can start to feel really thirsty. Many of you don't have something to drink. And if that creates a feeling of thirst in you, then think about the wilderness land in Israel and the hot sun and no access to fresh water. You've got salt water. You've got salt water in the Dead Sea, salt water in the Mediterranean Sea. And, and so they would dig these wells down 20, 30, 40, not, not with a backhoe. They would dig these wells down with, by hand. And they would get so low that they were into the rock strata and then the water would sweep, uh, seep in from the rocks and fill the well. This was a massive undertaking, and the digging of every one of Abraham's well, and the spiritual name that he gave to it, and the worship that he offered to God there was a massively sacred thing. So imagine if your dad had dug all these wells in the land that God gave him, and you're the bigger and more powerful person, and your enemies that have already told you they're afraid of you come and start filling in your wells. How many men here think they'd be able to handle that? Would know what to do? Well, watch what he does. Because see it here in the text? And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us. You are much mightier than we are. Verse 16. So Isaac departed from there. Want me to leave? I'll leave. Where do you want me to go? Tell me where you want me to go. I'll go there. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of spring uh, water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water's ours. Water was like a currency. So he called the name of the well uh, Ezek because they contended with him. 
Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he called its name Sitna. He moved from there and dug another well. They didn't quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful and dwell in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba, and now he's back in God's country. And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I'm the God. What does God think about all this, what he's doing? What does God think about all of this? Dig a well. Hey, that's our well. Okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. And you dig another well. And they're like, that's our well too. Oh, no problem, no problem. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Sometimes flight is the right thing. Sometimes engagement, fight. You have to have some conflict. Let's have it. Let's just have it in a healthy way. How many people would agree that sometimes you need both? Do you agree with that? All right. So if sometimes you need both, my point here isn't that he was wrong in every instance to avoid the conflict. My point here is, is his wrongness is in the fact that that is all he does. He just runs from conflict. That's his stronghold. And it's the same thing based in fear, phlegmatics, fear. And so he's, he's making his decisions based upon that stronghold. And if you want to know what God thinks about it, he appears to him, verse 24, and he said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not. Remember we studied God has not given us a spirit of fear. God doesn't want his children living in fear. And yet that's such a huge stronghold. And my point in this message is not to preach a message on fear. My point is to preach a message on strongholds. So whatever is your way of dealing with conflict, uh, please make a note of this. The stronghold is the one-size-fits-all approach to conflict resolution. That's the problem. The problem is, is that we always want to do what we do naturally and easily. We always want to do the thing that comes to us. The stronghold is always wanting to handle it the way that I do. I'm, I'm a fighter, not a flighter. Is that a newsflash? Newsflash. Newsflash. A few years ago, I preached a sermon called Always Resolve Everything Now. I wouldn't preach that series again. Not like that. Because I don't believe that anymore. I now see that as more reflective of my disposition. And yes, we should resolve everything as quickly as we can. But sometimes things can't be resolved, and resolution isn't always best. The highest law is love. And so sometimes the best thing is to leave it alone. Sometimes, you know, I just wrote down some questions that could be answered. Um, What if the other person isn't ready? Uh, What if it's better left alone for now? What if you need more time to see your own fault in the problem? Um, what if waiting and praying and learning and loving sets the stage for a better resolution down the road? I would say always resolve everything now as much as you can without violating the law of love. But that's too long of a title, so I'll have to work something else up. But do you see? Do you get it? So the stronghold is, and, and it's true on the other side too, Some of you were not taught to fight. Some of you, the predominant theme in your home was flight. That reminds me of what I used to always say. If you can't pick the fruit, don't bruise it. If you can't pick the fruit, don't bruise it. And I believe that too. But I believe that what if inaction causes greater danger? What if doing nothing, leaving it alone, makes it worse? Or, Or what if doing nothing communicates that I don't care? 
What if they're doing the same thing to other people that they did to you? Love would compel me to action at that point. And uh, what I'm trying uh, to the best of my ability to make clear is, is that there is no one size fits all. And the stronghold is I always do this under pressure. This is how I get out of it. I fight and, and, and end it. I, I run and hide. And, and the stronghold is not being present in the moment with the God who says fear not and wisely discerning what is needed today in that situation and the need may change from day to day. And we can walk with God today and trust God today for the wisdom to think differently and do what the situation warrants that represents his heart to love and advance his purposes for reconciliation. Clear? So um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. I don't know how to say it. I'm quite a bit younger than you, right? As a son should be to a father. So, okay. So I don't yet see all of the generational patterns that I know that you can see, but I know that I will see them. So when did that start clicking for you? Well, I think you start to see the generational patterns. You know, I struggle with my parents' struggle as you start to go uh, through things that you're old enough to remember them going through. Yeah. So now that you have a baby, yeah. all right, you can begin to imagine what it was like when you were our little baby. Yeah. And then as your son grows, you'll be like, oh, well, I actually remember when my parents brought me to junior high school. Now I'm bringing my kids. And as you start to go through things that you're old enough to remember uh, when you were the child and not the parent, when you were the employee and not the boss, when you know, and so on and so on. And I, I, it's funny, I like to tease Kathy, and she doesn't love this, but her mother is so amazing. I talked to her on the phone this morning, but I'll say, I married your mother, I married your mother, and I'll tease her about it. And really, it's kind of an endearing thing. But um, the reality is, is I hear myself sometimes saying things, I, I'm like, that sounds like my dad. And, and yeah. so you begin to recognize that there are patterns uh, in our lives, there are patterns in your life from your family. There are ways of uh, gaining victory. There are ways of struggling and stumbling that are unique to you because of the family that you come from. And this isn't to beat down your family who are still living forgiveness. Uh, this is to recognize the stronghold and its source and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Amen. And instead of thinking about the ways we wish things were different, let's have different and victory in the future, right? Yeah. And so we have these resources for you. Watch this. It's the way your parents did things, the environment in which you were raised. Mom spoke harshly. Dad battled lust. Your grandparents struggled with selfishness. Whether you see it or not, your family's pattern of behavior is impacting your thought life. Because of watching them and growing up with them, you're inclined to behave just like them, for better or for worse. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can change the way you live by changing the way you think. If we're going to think differently, we have to be willing to talk about the strongholds of family dysfunction. It's just ways that you've been thinking for so long you hardly even realize you're doing it. But it's the way your parents did it, it's what their parents maybe did. And uh, we need to see those chains broken. If you're ready to break free from your old way of thinking, we'd love to send you our brand new resource, Think Differently, How to Change Your Mind. Filled with principles from God's Word that have greatly impacted Pastor James's own life, 
This study guide will teach you how to destroy the harmful thought patterns that lead to bad behavior. Request your copy when you support this ministry with any amount and get ready to experience new joy and victory in all areas of life. And for a gift of $85 or more, we'll also send you the entire Think Differently series on DVD. It's not about trying harder. It's about getting the right mindset that produces long-lasting transformation. This series will help you do just that, equipping you to approach life with the mind of Christ. Request this series today and see for yourself how better living starts with better thinking. Just call 800-545-6800 or go online to jamesmcdonald.tv. God has given uh, Pastor James the ability to unpack the Word in such a powerful way. So whether it's a, a word of encouragement or a word of conviction, God has a way of speaking to me wherever I'm at. He holds us accountable in a way. I mean, he doesn't know me personally. He's not calling me and telling me to get in the Word, but I do know how important that is. After sitting under his teaching, made me a better mom, a better friend, a better sister. Pastor James speaks speaks the Bible, you know, he doesn't beat around bushes, he just says it like it is, and I respect him, and he's an awesome man of God. Well, Anne, and I always love to have your mother in the studio with yes, us. Yes, we do. And, Mom, I remember when I was a kid, one of the things I loved about you is you're always writing notes to people, writing thank you notes to people. Is there anybody that you want to thank today? Yes. There is a team of people that help with this, and they're not all here, but my goodness, we need to call them all out. Come on, Come on guys. Come on, guys. Let's get some people on camera here. You know, we have our a team. wonderful team of mm -hmm. people. Yes, we do. And our executive director is uh, out today taking mm -hmm. care of an important personal matter that yep. we're uh, praying about in the health of her family. But uh, God is good, and uh, this is part of our team. Mm -hmm. And as you praise God for how he's using the ministry, just keep in mind that God's using a lot of people to bring this ministry to you. And how do we close the program, everybody? Stay in the scriptures. This program was paid for by the friends and partners of Walk in the Word. changes to serve you better. Now, The Carrie Shook Show will air at 8.30 a.m. every weekday. Watch TBN to follow Pastor Carrie, one of today's greatest communicators who offers a clear, contemporary, and creative teaching style, using great illustrations to educate believers on the keys to righteous and successful living. Each morning, you'll hear biblical principles put into practical daily applications. Start your day with a positive message right here on CBN. My name is Nikki Kruska. You believe this. Happy Valentine's Day. In my age? Yes. Because that's the only way I, I met my, my girl, which is my wife. She is the mother, and you can be all of that. But without Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. Love you. For your love gift of any amount to your TVN, we'll rush you Andrew Womack's revealing book, Don't Limit God. 
Andrew exposes how we limit God's plan and explains why we must change the image we see of ourselves. When you let the Word of God paint a true picture on the inside of you, breakthroughs will follow. And for your gift of $500 or more, we'll include the Founder's Bible, compiled by historian David Barton. This book is a factual look at those who defended our precious God-given rights and who believed that resistance to tyranny was a Christian duty. The Founder's Bible uniquely illumines the passages of Scripture that inspired our founders and that formed the basis of America's Constitution and government. You'll receive Don't Limit God and the Founder's Bible as our heartfelt thank you. Call 1-800-201-5200. Log on to tbn.org or write to the address on your screen. Stay tuned for Enjoying Everyday Life with Joyce Meyer on TBN. Happy Valentine's Day from the Trinity Broadcasting Network. The following program is paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. I would like to ask you if you would do something for us. Would you send a really generous, special financial gift just to help us pay for television airtime? You know, many of you have probably watched the program for a long, long time, and, and maybe you've never thought to reach out and help with the expenses of TV, but it is very, very expensive. And we really want to be able to keep all the programs on that we're already on, and we want to reach out in new areas. So if God is prompting you at all today to help with this, I'd really like to ask you to take some action and just send in a very special gift to help pay for television airtime. Thank you. God bless you. I love to study about love because I find if I don't keep it in front of me on a regular basis that it's easy. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, dear. How are you? Fine in yourself? I'm good. I won't complain. It doesn't help any. Good job. That's a good job. (laughs) Yeah, if you say so. It is. It is. And you know why? Why? Because, because what? <laughs> because the thing is, as long as you speak positivity, you are what you speak. Okay. You are what you speak. So, therefore, I need to turn that off because that's irritating me. Speak positive. Um, <laughs> um, how can I turn it off? Because mm. that's, that's not, no, that's the thing. No, there we go. But, yeah, I mean, as long as you're speaking, as long as you speak positivity, you are what you speak. You know, so, therefore... You um you speak hell, you get hell. You speak heaven, you get heaven. All right. And I'm not gonna get on my soapbox today. I'm gonna be good. So <laughs> I am going to be good today. I'm gonna shut up. 
open us up in prayer, then you go on mute. Okay. All right, so Father God, we thank you for another day. Another day's journey to get it right. You give us new mercies every day. And the mercy that you give us is that we have another chance to tell somebody who you are, show somebody who you are, and let you work through us to show your glory in this in this place. Wherever we are at work, at home, you know, just being out and about doing our daily errands and chores. So we thank you for that. As we go through this call today, Father God, we come to give you glory. So make sure we ask that you said to, to honor your word. We know you will. You said when two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst. Be in the midst of this call. Let your words flow through us, your words of truth and your words of wisdom and discernment. Let our knowledge increase as so our faith can increase, so our belief can increase. We speak that this this line is covered. There will be no distractions. We will stay on topic. We will be able to withstand letting our minds wander. <clears throat> but help us to multitask where we are at work as we go through this call today. Give Sam what you need for him to speak into our lives, and we ask that you would give him the patience that he needs to go throughout the day. And we thank you, and we praise you. By the righteousness of Christ we come. Amen. Uh, um, <laughs> lift up Nate and watching it in the whole nine yards. He's in the hospital. Wow. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just. Uh, I mean, one you, thing is another. Right, and the enemy is just doing whatever he can, and then some. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Lord. You know what? And what's what's interesting is I thought about I thought about Nate and his um, invention the other day because. Israel is being supplied with a lot of, no, that's supplied. God is providing Israel with everything it needs for the upcoming event. They're finding oil. They're finding minerals that they thought were long dead. They're finding a lot of, of resources that they thought, you know, that they've gotten from other people. So um, God's letting us know through Israel that the time is 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 winding closer and closer, and so um, <laughs> so we come for Nate because that invention that you gave him will be needful, and the enemy doesn't want him to continue to walk in that. Capacity. It he it wants him to back down. It wants him to give up. It wants him to be out of the picture, so that your will cannot be done in this vein. But Father God, we know that the devil is a liar, 
And we know that the devil is already defeated. He just doesn't want to concede defeat. So we ask that you will watch over Nate right now, the attack upon his body right now, Father God, is a trick of the enemy. It's a trick that has been going on for years, ever since Job, Father God, where you let us know that he will come against us in in our body, in our minds, in our finances. So, Father God, we speak the healing over Nate right now, over Nate and Mother Regina and his brother, and we speak a protection that only you can give. Give them a supernatural protection, Father God, because you have already lined up the avenues that are going to be used to supply and distribute what you have already planted through him, Father. And so we speak that this illness shall pass, that this illness shall be um, denied in his body, that he shall walk out of the hospital fully recovered and at full strength, that whatever the enemy has tried to feed into his body today, yesterday, or whatever day he seeded it, that that seed will be destroyed at the root, and he shall walk in perfect health, as well as his mother. Cover their minds, Father God. Make sure that they are not discouraged. Make sure that they don't go into doubt, Father God, or fear. Watch over their spirit, Father God, that anything that they have to deal with in their spirit, Father God, will will, will be attached to your spirit, and it will be protected on all sides. Surround them with your Holy Ghost fire. Wajanet is what you gave him, Father God, as his his producer, as the conductor of what is going to manifest in the physical realm as far as the supply that you're going to give to your people. And so we thank you in advance for what you've already done. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen. Brandy to go say she 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 to go say Brandy to go say she 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 to go say Boram Brandy to go daddy to go hoko Brandy to gasa she to go date did to go braka Brand it go say, should 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 it go say, brand it go say, should it go say, should it go say, should it go say, should it go say, hmm. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord, yes. Hand it go say, take a day, yada to kumbraka, yada to go, You got your Bible in front of you? Um, actually, no, I'm driving right now. I'll go get mine. That's no problem. Bora did it go Boran de Gasa da Kandarako Sesh and Darako Braka. Boran de Gase, she did go say, 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 she did go say. Boran de Gose, she did go say, she did go say, Father God. 
Father God, thank you for your word. Jesus, you are the word. Mm. 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 Yes, Thank you, Holy Spirit, bringing life, peace, health, strength. Father, for whatever we need, Lord, you are providing it. Now, Lord, excuse me right now. I just, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of like, here we go again. Here we go again. The enemy is just basically doing his job. He's doing his job. He's finding any crack, any crevice that he can get into. But see, Father God, we recognize he can only get in those cracks and those crevices because it has been allowed by you. So that means if it has been allowed by you, Father, mm. ooh, Lord, that means that he can and will be removed. We seek, choose, and stand on your word. So Satan, in all honesty, you're doing your job which forces us to do our job. Yes, Father. See, Father, we use a Father God, we thank you for the weaponry that we have in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual arena, high at a go say, she to 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 go say. Father God, Father God, Father, I'm coming on before you on behalf of watching it. All of the members, all of the family members in the seven degrees of separation. I'm coming behalf of you on regard to this prayer line. Everybody who listens in via phone, computer, or whatever, and all our seven seven degrees of separation. I come to you, Father, in behalf of my family. <clears throat> And all our seven degrees of separation. <clears throat> and excuse me, Lord, I, I just, I just, I just, I just got to do this. I don't have to do this. I want to do this, Lord. You know what, Lord? One of the things that they do, Lord, it, it, actually in sports as a whole, they, they, they talk mess. They talk mess because they're getting into the enemy's head. But Lord, I'm not talking me. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to begin to praise my God for what He's doing and what He's done for us, Lord. See that that that's what I'm doing right now. I'm not gonna talk about I'm gonna do this. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna talk about what my Jesus already did. Mm. Cause see, see, say you tried this over two thousand years ago. You thought you had him on the ropes there. Mm, mm, mm. See, 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 you thought you had him in the garden of Gethsemane where any ordinary man would not have been able to do that. But see, he was a righteous man. He wasn't a self-righteous man. He was a righteous man. And he walked and fulfilled every law. Hundred 
every law that had ever been written by the most holy God. He walked in the courts and fulfilled it. And see, when it came time to come to him, there was nothing of you found in him, Satan. Mm, nothing of you found in our God. Mm, see, that's what I'm bragging on. That's what I'm boasting on. I'm not going to brag about what you, what we can do. I'm not going to brag about that. I'm going to brag about my daddy God. I'm going to brag about how you tried this over 2,000 years ago and failed. Mm, mm, mm. That's what I'm going to brag about. And I'm going to brag and thank my daddy God. You know why? Because he gives us the strength to stand up and to fight one more day. And then he says, now, nah, get into my word. See, that's how we defeat the enemy. We get into the word. And great should be the peace. All of our children, and when I'm saying all, this particular time, I'm talking about everybody that's listening, participating, and our seven degrees of separation. I'm talking about watching it and their seven degrees of separation. I'm talking about the traumas in the church and the seven degrees of separation. I'm talking about Shokoto, the mastermind group, and the seven degrees of separation. Yeroko, Sereko, Bakaha. And great shall be the peace. All of our children should be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. No weapon that is formed against trauma in the church. This prayer call, watching it, the mastermind group, all of our families, all our seven degrees of separation. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Mm. Mm, no weapon. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no, 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 no weapon. You might have formed it, you might have daggered it in, but it's not going to prosper. It's not going to bear any fruit. It ain't me, it's the word. It's the word. It's not going to bear any fruit. Oh, shut up. If you got a problem with it, you take it up with the author of this. Because, see, we're nothing but vessels. If you got a problem with it, you take it up to the one who wrote this, and you take it up with him. If you got a problem, oh, you tried that over 2,000 years ago. Oh, and you failed. Oh, and you took him to hell. Oh, and he took back that which we gave over. Oh, and he grabbed hold of us. Oh, he, he put us in hell. Oh, so we got the victory. You tried you fail. It's a done deal. We're standing in his word. And his word says, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. So right now, every weapon, every dagger, every tool, everything that you put against us, we say, stop and desist right now in the name of Jesus. We cast all of that away. Every aspect of that away. We cast it to the dry places right now in Jesus' name. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, my God, my Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that Holy Trinity, you shall condemn it. 
You shall condemn it. You shall condemn it. This is the heritage. This is the heritage of trauma center. This is the heritage of watching it. This is the heritage of the prayer call. This is the heritage of the master macro. This is the heritage of all of us and all of our seven degrees of separation, Father. This is our heritage because we are your servants, Lord. And our righteousness is of our God. It's not of us. It's of our God. It's of our God. It's not of us, Father. Ah! Pull those things back. Cast them back to whence they came from. Cast them back to whence they came from, Father. Cast them back, Lord. They shall bear no fruit. Cast them back, Lord. They shall bear no fruit. Cast them back, Lord. They should bear no fruit. For you will bless those who bless us, and you will curse those who curse us. Every tongue that is rised against us in judgment, my God is condemning it. He is casting us right back to whence it came from, Father. Everyone who's put a curse upon us is going right back to them. Everyone who's spoken foul ill will is going right back to them, Lord. Every spirit that they have sinned against us, we're pulling it right back to them. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for your Holy Ghost anointed balm of Gilead to come and begin to soothe us. Pull out all the daggers. Pull out all the ho, ho, ho. Pull out all the daggers. Ho, ho. Yes, 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 yes. Every weapon the enemy has formed, pull it out, Lord. It will bear no fruit. That's your word. It will bear no fruit. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and being glad in it. We are praising our almighty God, giving him the glory. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 Wow. <sighs> I guess that got us started off. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to let a song play for a minute. You know, wanting to repair what I damaged is wanting to be in my wife's presence, you know, but that wasn't an option. You know, there are. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Mm. You know what, Felicia, before I even pray a song. Mm hmm. I must say this. I don't want you to pray. I need you to pray. Okay. I want you I want you to understand what I'm saying and how I'm saying it and why I'm saying it. I need you to pray. Because see this is what happens. You all hear the commercial one step forward, two steps back. You know, 
we 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 all uh, are fighting this and see now and see and I'm gonna tell you another reason you need to pray. You know why? Because now you are with us. You you ain't you ain't on that other side with the job and that security and all. You you in here with us now. I'm talking about us while here struggling, fighting, trying to make a way out of no way. See, that's a whole nother mentality. You you don't got on the, you don't got into the in crowd now. Nah. <laughs> okay. And you, you you just at the beginning stages, all right? You ain't coming in here 20 years. So, I, so you, when I say you need to pray, you need to pray. But I'm going to tell you what I want you to pray about. Okay. Because this is something I see him do, and he's so good at it. Is he would wear us down. Because we'll get to a point and we'll have a turnaround, and we'll have a breakthrough. But then he'll hit us with about five or six different things. And not only are you not getting ahead, you even further behind. It's other way, I, okay, I'd have made $5,000, but damn, here come $7,000 in bills, plus all the other ones I got. Okay, Lord, I finally got an understanding how to do this, but now I'm in the hospital and this happened. And I, see, that's something I see him so strategically doing consistently. And even if, and, and after a while, you get to a point of despair and you say, this ain't worth it. What the hell am I doing this for? I'm tired. I'm quitting. I want out. Mm-hmm. But see, I got... It's something inside of me, and maybe I'm just kind of touched. I, I I don't know. It's something inside of me that says, God, I know that deep down in there somewhere that 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 you got such a a release and an overflow that you can supercharge what we're doing. And so, Father, we're gonna hit that vein. You know, that vein, like when people are prospecting a mine, they hit that vein of gold. All of a sudden, here comes all the gold. They hit that vein of oil. Here comes all the And see, we ain't supposed to just keep keep like this. And not when we especially fighting and standing in your word, Lord. When, 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 when we're getting up struggling every day. Somehow, somewhere, Lord, that's got to be a synergistic release, an outpouring, an outflowing. Because, see, we're all struggling hard. But, God, it's hard when you ain't got nothing and the enemy's taking that from you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, when you when you ain't got two sticks to start a fight, he come take one of them and then he look at you and laugh. <laughs> and then like we did, then we'll get in his word and we'll kick him away. He'll go back. Okay, I'm going on the corner because I'm going to get a, about a week. I'm going to get a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a week. Because, see, they, he's, blocking, he's blocking the provision. That's one of the, trick, that's one of the tactics of the, uh, 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 warfare. If you can block the supply sooner or later, they'll starve. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let them stay with what they got. Well, they ain't got no food. Then their moral, their moral, the the not the moral, the 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 the, the, the um, whatever it is, the, 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 to try to press on, they decline and and they get and then they'll turn on each other. And that was so powerful that that thing I got yesterday because I I understood about agreement. Then the Lord began to show me about well, if agreement is so powerful, what about disagreement? Yin and yang. <laughs> Yes, Lord. So I'm asking you, when you pray, and that's why I said I need you to pray, because there's a, there's a release that, that's there, and we got to be right at it, because every time I turn around, he's hitting us three and four. He ain't waiting for a week. He, okay, you get him on this side, you come in the front, he's bombarding. So I got to believe there's a release, and I, I'm believing we're right there, but we got to be just have God, just like the enemy is fighting. I know 
able to do those things which we're trying to do. Yes. <clears throat> so I'm a, I'm gonna go on mute now. I need you to pray. <sighs> wow. Mm. Wow. But in a whole nother perspective before you even opened your mouth, huh? <laughs> mm. You know what? I'm gonna mm. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to tell me to pray. And I'm about to pick up uh I'm about to I'm gonna be picking up a uh a, a writer. So oh. if I if I if I pause and you know, I'll let you know, I'll come back in. But okay. I um wow. Um <laughs> Okay. All right, Lord. He has she a little cold up out of the ocean. Yes, yes, Thank you, Father.
Look at where I bought them from. Look where I bought them to. Sometimes you have to go through. Because it's the example that I'm looking for. It's the example that I'm looking for. Living example. Speak into your existence those things that you need. Without these things, without doubt, the enemy comes to give and still kill and destroy the seed of your mouth. Thank you, Father. For all that you have done. Help us in our unbelief, Father. Help us to follow your steps, O God. Help us to make sure that that we walk in the truth of your word. You will not leave us nor forsake us, Father. So we speak right now that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You said no man can open a door open a door that you have closed, close a door that you have opened. So we speak and decree and declare right now in the name of Yeshua. That your will be done on earth for us. on earth for us. Father, we thank you that you will cast out every demonic spirit that comes against our finances. We come up, we speak to the spirit of lack that tries to take our spirit of determination, that tries to Fight our determination to do better. We speak against that spirit of procrastination that comes against us and tries to make us lazy. But I have to come back on. I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes. No problem, no problem. You've opened the door. I'll finish it up. You come back in because, Father, I thank you for what you've put into this vessel, Lord. Mm. We have not because we ask not. And you said your son, he demanded, Lord. He he put an expectation. Mm. Father, those things that are coming against us, the lack, the procrastination, Father, mm. Mm. The, the lack in whatever area, Lord, 
It might be knowledge, wisdom, understanding. It might be desire, Lord. Whatever area that you know needs to be filled, Lord. We speak against that lack right now and say cease and desist right now, Father, for those that I prayed for and stood in the gap for, Father. We speak against that right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Father God. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for that revelation, Lord. Thank you, Father, for that revelation. Did it go say did it go? Now, Lord, go back and go say Now, Lord, go back and go say. I need you to lose prosperity. Oh, go that. I need you to lose wealth. go. I need you to lose finances. go. Health, healing, restoration. Bullshit it out. Loose that upon us, Lord. Loose that upon us, Lord. Loose that upon us right now in Jesus' name. Father, you said whatever door that go back whatever we bind on earth. Is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. When we're coming together before you, God Almighty, Father, we need wealth. We need breakthrough. We need knowledge, wisdom, understanding, Lord. We need connection. We need all those things so that we can begin to bring in that harvest, Lord. Those things that we've been fighting and standing the gap for, Father. We need that to be released in our life. And I'm asking it to be released synergistically, Lord, just as the enemy has come time and time again to hit us, to distract us. Well, Lord, I'm asking for that kind of favor to be released. I'm asking for that kind of breakthrough to be released. Where it's just one opportunity after another opportunity. Well, finance is more than an event poured. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Poured down in our side. Oh, Father, pour it down, Lord. Pour it down, Father. Pour it down, Lord. Pour it down, Lord. Bind up distractions, procrastination, lack of desire, fear, doubt, and unbelief. Bind all of that up, Father. Bind it up in you, Jesus. You've called us together to do a great and mighty work in you, Lord. Bind those things that will hinder our walk and loose those things that will propel us into our destiny. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. In your holy, holy name, Lord, it is so. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. For you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Help the Jewish people in their hour of need. Mm. Mm. Orange M.
Hey, Cher, how you doing? Hey, man of God, I wanted to share this with you because you're, y'all need this, and I know y'all need this. This is something I do every morning and every night. Louie and I both do. We put on the armor of God. We put it on every morning and every night. So here it goes. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand all in every evil day and having done to stand, stand therefore. And Lord Jesus, we all put on the armor right now, the loins girt about with truth, having the breastplate of your righteousness, Jesus, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having all taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And we take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We pray always in supplication in the spirit and watching, therefore, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of truth. Romans 8.38 says, Lord Jesus, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Romans 8.38 and 39, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor any angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in our Lord, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 139th Psalm says this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your words of truth. Where shall I go from thy spirit, and where shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shalt thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness come shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but night shineth as the day. The darkness and the night light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, and thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that my soul knoweth right well. My substance is not hid from thee, when I made in secret, I curiously wrought and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eye did see my substance, yet being unperfect, in the, and in thy book my members were written, which in continuance with fashion, when as yet there was none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great are the sum of them. If I count them, they are more than the numbers of the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies they take name in vain. Do, I, do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. I hate them with a perfect hatred. 
I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word of truth. That nothing shall separate us from your love. That you're always with us and always taking care of us, God. You are our shield and buckler, God. 91st Psalm Psalm says that you are our shield and buckler. You've got our front. You've got our back. God, we just receive that healing. We receive that restoration. We receive that word, God. Jesus, you are there. You are here with us. The Holy Spirit dwells with us. That spirit that quickened Christ from the dead is in us. It has to submit. Our spirit, our soul, our body must right now in the name of Jesus submit to the word of God. Nothing shall separate us from his love. Nothing shall separate us from him. That you've given us the power to put on the armor. You protect us. We walk in that protection now and always, Lord God. And we thank you for your words of truth. Your power is more powerful than anything in the universe. You created all things. You are the Lord of Lords. Jehovah Jireh is your name, Lord. You are El Shaddai, Melk, the nurturer, the one who nurtures. So, God, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus for peace on the line, for restoration on the line. I pray, Lord God, for everybody that's involved with anything that we've just mentioned prior to this, Lord God, that your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts today, God, that you will give us the strength to endure. It says in your word, where two or more gather in your name, there you are. The more they gather in your name and come in agreement together, God, the power is so much greater, God, and we just join together with our forces, Lord God, and command those demons and those things that are coming against us right now in the name of Jesus to cease and desist. They have no hold on any of us, God, for your word is truth and life. Shine your light upon the darkness and make it flee right now in the name of Jesus. We command it and agree and touch and agree that it must go now in Jesus' name. Amen. We're not putting up with this no more, Lord. Lord God, your word says you've never left us. Your word says you'll always love us. Your word says that you've got our back, our side, our front. And we receive that and believe that with all our hearts. For you say in in Luke 11, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Just a minute. And he said unto them, I seen Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing, nothing by any, shall be able to hurt by any means shall hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. God, right now, there's nothing on this earth, nothing in this world that is able to hurt us because you've got us, God, in the palm of your hand. And we thank you for that. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, O God. You've given us the strength. You've girded us up when we need it, God. When one is weak, the other is strong. We bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus. We've got clouds of witnesses. God, your blood, Jesus, covers us. We've got access to the Father directly because the veil rent, God. We fellowship with one another, God. You are powerful and mighty. You created the universe and you created each and one of us specially made just for the purposes you've given us, God, and the gifts you've given us. 
We thank you for your words of truth and light that shine against the darkness and make it flee and run. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Man, I'm taking names today. (laughs) (laughs) I do it every morning, Sam. We put on the armor every day, every single day, without fail, every day, every day. You got to, Sam. You got to put it on. You got to. It's It's a necessity in this world. You got to put the armor on. You just got to. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, I'm about to change phones. I'll be on in a minute.
It's what he did. And he died 2,000 years ago. We have already overcome the enemy. The enemy has no hold on us. The enemy cannot lie to us. The spirit of life must speak and must go back to the dry not to return. Every spirit that's come against us must go back to the dry places not to return. The residue must go back to the dry places not to return. The bomb of Gilead covers us, and we are full of the Holy Spirit. You have no hold on any of us, on any of us. We are covered in Christ's blood. We are protected, and we stand firm on his word. Amen. That's where we walk. That's where we stand, and we stand boldly. When one is weak, the other is strong. We actually come together more often. Sorry, I have not been on the line enough. I don't know why. It's got me in season. I come in when I know God is speaking to my heart to come on. I come on today. So that's what God told me to do, and I'm just obeying him. So God bless y'all, and I'll stop talking now. In Jesus' name, amen. But that was my vision. I saw I saw the blood of Jesus. I saw the cross. I saw them stab him. I saw the covering of the blood over my head, my body. And I was down on my knees. And then the next thing I know, I'm at the temple. I've seen the, the enemy. I've seen the enemy scatter everywhere, screaming, screaming, and running frantic. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's running frantic because he can't do anything to us. Jesus overcame it, and he got them scared, and they're running from us right now. And we're standing on the word, and the covering of the blood has got them. They are running scared right now, and they have nowhere to go because God is everywhere, and he knows exactly what they're doing. So be encouraged, guys. Be encouraged. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you know what? That's why. That's where we as believers get it. Get it. You know, um, misunderstood. And when Sherry said that everything that we have is a gift, everything that is given to us by God is a gift. If you don't open the gift, how are you going to use it? How are you going to apply it? How many times have we received gifts and we said, oh, we'll open it later, and later never comes? We come years later and across this box or envelope or something, whatever it is, and we forget that we even have it. We we forget that we even received the gift. And then it's like either it's no longer needful or we don't even know, you know, it's past its, it's, past its expiration date or it's past its, you know. But the great thing about the gift from God is it that it, it has no expiration date. Yeah. It has the warranty is lifetime, you know. But if we if we don't open it, if we don't actually use it, then the gift, like you said, it's like you know, 
it's it's it, it, it has no power. It has nothing. We you know it's just sitting there looking pretty, and that's it. You know, but if we are willing to strive, because some people receive the gift and they're like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna hold on to the gift because it's pretty, and that's all they do to it. You know, well, that gift was, was, you know, that gift could have done a whole bunch of other stuff, but you just used it because it was pretty. And now I get that, I get the uh, the expression, you know, in, in the scriptures where it says about just itching ears, you know, and, and tinkling sounds of the, of the words that come in and just give me what I want to hear, you know. And that comes to, and that's about the gift. A lot of times, the gift is all they want. They like it. They like it wrapped it with a pretty bow, and you know, and that's all. But that, but God says it's time for us to open up the gift. Time to open it up. Amen. Amen. Who just spoke? I'm sorry? I said somebody just said amen. I said, who was that? Oh, that was me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Hey, Felicia, I need you to do me a favor. Yes, sir. Uh, just pray for me. I'm, I'm something, I'm, I'm, pray for me. I might make, I'm, I'm going to make a decision about something and, and I just want to be clear, so just pray for me in the spirit and whatever the Lord leads you. Oh, sure. You're like, okay, again? Really? You just set me up this morning. <laughs> for my, my child, matter of fact, pray for my child first, then pray for me. How about that? I'm going in the wrong direction. Um, okay. All right. Um, Good morning, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. Oh, Morgan, this is your senior year. You're supposed to sound better than that. It's my graduation day. I'm not going to get that until the day after, until June 13th. <laughs> no, you know what? No. Oh, Lord. That is not That is not the correct attitude to have. That is not the correct attitude to have. Um... Um, because here's the thing. This is what happens. And I'm learning this. And I'm and I'm I'm trying to teach my son the same thing. We have to enjoy the day. If we're always looking forward to next month, next year, next week, you know, how are you going to appreciate the moment that's before you. How are you going to relish and savor exactly what's going on today if you're constantly looking at what's going to happen days from now, months from now, years from now? It's okay to plan. It's okay to have a plan. That I mean, you know, God says, write the vision, make it plain. 
that once you write that vision, you now have to go and go day to day. It's a, this is a daily walk. This is a daily walk. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a thing that you could. That's what the world wants us to do. To show the the enemy wants us to focus so on what's gonna happen in the future that we forget that the fight is in the moment. So, that being said, young lady, um, focus on your moment. Focus on your moment. Stop, stop the, um, stop the, 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 the hope of, oh my gosh, I can't wait. You know, I can't help it, and I can't wait, and, you know, um, we're really good at good at that. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 16. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 21. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 25. Oh, I can't wait until I move out of my daddy's house. Oh, I, I mean, all these can't wait. And nobody is moving. Okay, nobody's moving. And so. God, we ask that you will give Morgan the patience. We ask you that you give Morgan patience for the day. Help her enjoy the day. Help her love the day and the moment. Father, we ask that you will just continue to watch over her and keep her as she goes throughout her day, whatever obstacle she faces today, help her see, help her see the good in it. Help her see that the glass is half full. Help her see that the glass has something to it. Sometimes we get we get so bogged down on how what it doesn't have or what it should have. Help her to to appreciate what's in it, Father God, and then show her how to add to it. Show her how to add to it. And, Father, as you do that, protect her from every spiritual attack that the enemy comes at her with. Protect her from uh, from the, the spirit of just fear. It's ugh. U-G-H-O. Another day, listening to the same teachers, strengthen her and her spirit as you continue to show her what goes on in the spirit realm, Father God, so that she doesn't lose heart, so she doesn't get discouraged, so she can just feel, oh my gosh, appreciate the day, Father. And we thank you, we glorify you. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Today is a good day, Morgan. Yay! No? All right. (laughs) (laughs) No? All right. That's fine. Wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you. Every time she gets somebody to pray for her, she said, I wanted a car. Ever since I think Mama Regina prayed for Pam, 
<laughs> if she tell Pam we're going to have a house next year, ever since then, Morgan, I want a car. She get everything else. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, no. Sorry. No. Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway, um, now for you, Mr. Sam. Um, Mr. Sam, Mr. Sam. Uh, good question. Is Carpenter East or West Apostle? Am I right now? I'm uh, East Apostle. Car- Carpenter is it East or West Apostle? Either what? The street Carpenter is it? Carpenter is East Apostle. It's East Apostle. Think it on the wrong direction. Okay. Okay. Um. It might it might be west of Halsted. Yeah, it, I think it's west of Halsted. Yeah, it's west of Halsted. You know, yeah, it's west of Halsted. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm definitely sure. About three or four blocks west of Halsted. Thank you, because I was about to go in the wrong direction again. Um, okay. So you, this brother Sam, here's the thing. Um, decisions, decisions, decisions. Should I? Shouldn't I? Will I? Won't I? Is it a good idea? Mm, possibility? Yes. Possibility? No. And you're like, I prayed about it, but I'm still not, I don't have clarity on, you know, if this is what God wants me to do or not, because this is just, you know, a whole different thing for me. So I am, I don't know. Okay. Well. Mr. Sam, the reason why the clarity is not fair is due to the fact that, uh, how can I say this? You've been telling me and Erica and Pam and Lisa and things like that, like, just to, oh, hold on. Just to what? I'm sorry. I I, I got irritated. <laughs> um, I, 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 um, here's the thing. What you need to do, okay, the decision that you want to make, is it going to take you out of your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Okay. The decision that you that you're trying to make is it going to 
help or hinder your finances? That's that's the biggest question. I'm, I'm that that I'm kind of yeah. It, this a fit yeah yeah it could yes it could either way it goes. It can help it or it can hinder it. And I'm I'm trying to see what. Okay. Okay. This is this an opportunity that was presented to you, or is this an opportunity that you went looking for? Well, it was kind of okay. This is the deal. Um. Well, okay. I was on it. You know, I'm on my net. I'm doing my. I'm been on the computers. You know, like I said since. Thanksgiving, and I'm pretty much saying that's pretty much what I'm going to be. So I don't, I don't always check my email messages unless I'm specifically looking for something. So I just happen to look up, and it seemed interesting. So so I'm, it's about it's about some you know business stuff. So anyway, I got on it last night because I've been trying to get on it. And I got on it last night. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. I know they're trying to sell something. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 huh? So I'm like. In all honesty, I said, I ain't doing that. You know, not now anyway, maybe down the road. But to be very honest with you, after the prayers went forth this morning, I just like, you know, well, I don't know. So, so it's really like, do I want to take and put some more money in something? Because I've been putting a lot of time and a lot of money and have not gotten anything back. And is this something I need to do and is it something I need to do now? So that's kind of like where I'm at, and I'm just trying to figure out the, that specific stuff. Should I do it? Should I do it now? Because I, I need a I need some money. <laughs> okay, let me. Um, I'll call you. I'll I'll come right back. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Not a problem. Never know how these call, calls are going to go. <laughs> We've been talking for it all the way to you almost at school. Pothole City. Where? Pothole City. And what is average? Average, average, whatever. Teenager. Anyway. Okay. You know what? I'm good, Morgan. Thanks for that. You know. You know you ain't made it to school yet, right? Oh, uh, then you ask for some money, and I know that food got to be cold. Smoking that cigarette that important to you? You go right ahead, my man. Six trays.
Aram Yes, 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 Father. We praise your name, Lord. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. Your grace, your mercy, your peace, your favor. Draws closer to you, Lord. Draws closer to you, Father. Draws closer to you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Bushra Kassandra, Shirikose, Shirikasa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yandro, Shirikasa, Rasikose. Thank you, Father. Bosa, Saraka. Amen, amen, and amen. Alright, you're almost there, child. What? Uh huh. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Girl, I know you cold. That's mine. That's who? comes back, I will start on the list of shoes.
Okay, Father God. Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. Brush to go station, go station, go station, go station, go station, and the Parambata. Bush to go station, run the Gasas, the Costa, the Gopesh, the Costa, or a Brasa, the Akara. Punch Jail is in our condition aid. Honor the Gonna go station, go station, go station, go station, go Randaka. Honor the Gopesh, go station, go station, go station, go station, Randaka. To the Gopesh, the Gata, the Akara. Morgan Farley, hundred Hundred Christmas <laughs> Hundred <laughs> Reggie's friend, Didi, hundred and negative and negative and negative and negative and negative and negative Sakara. <laughs> I tell you, McDonald, Humber, I did go station, Randall Gusa, Sakara. Fake Justice, Love Muhammad, Hush, go station, 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 go Brandini, Nick Brandini, Matha, 
All righty, and all the children on the back. Oh, you go under the dash. You go fish, go fish, go sarada. Under go fish, go fish, go fish, go sarada. Under go fish, go fish, go fish, go under go sarada. Under go fish, go fish, go fish, go fish, go fish, go under go sarada. Under go sarada. All right, that's my first list. Is that you, Felicia? And I guess not. We're going to pray for Karen Arnold. Honey, to go say, she'll 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 go Teresa Walker, I'm brushing the ghost fish, the ghost fish, the ghost fish, I'm brushing the ghost fish, the ghost fish, the ghost fish, I'm brushing the ghost fish, 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 White Jimmy McCall, Pussy, the Lady on Cottage Grove, push it, 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 Shivai <laughs> Kevin
Florida, Carol John, Kevin Holden family, your man of 107th Street. All right, the negotiation, negotiation, run the negotiation, go Run the negotiation, negotiation, run the negotiation, William Debbie, who should go say she 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 go Sharon, Hush, you go say, she 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 go Sharon, Jarvasa, Richie Thomas, what I'm trying to go Okay. 
Yes, sir. I'm back. I'm back. Oops. I'm here. Hello. 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 This is Erica. All right. Yes, sir. This is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Um, Erica wanted me. Erica wanted prayer. Um, so, can I pray for her real quick and then I can see you, Sam? Sure, go ahead. Okay. All right. So, Lord, we come for Erica right now. Um, you know what her situation is, and you know what can be done. So we know that through you, healing, deliverance, and can be received. That's all the reason. Seriously. You're just going to make a whole third line. I'm sorry. Um, we know that you are a healer. We know that you are a provider of, of information and wisdom. But Father God, as she goes to the doctor, give the doctor the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what practice is. To find if there's anything wrong, to fix if anything's wrong. But to be honest, if everything is is well with her, oh God. And we speak that whatever symptoms that she has, that they will cease in the name of Yeshua, that whatever problem it is, Father God, you know what it is. We curse it at the root and we cover it under the fire of the Holy Spirit so that it can be eradicated and destroyed in the name of Yeshua. And we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, and now for you, Sam. Um, okay, so, excuse me. Um, when it comes to your decision, understand that what happens is we spoke on it yesterday. There will be times when the enemy will show, will bring, will give you something that will throw off your focus. So make sure that what you're, what you are, make sure that what you are seeing that has been put before you is exactly where you're supposed to be. Make sure that when you make this decision, it's not for any other reason but because it was God-led and not because it was an opportunity. Because what will happen is if you go by opportunity and it's not of God, it could be a hindrance. That phrase, the enemy blesses you, the mind you come to mind. So just be aware of your decision that it's not just uh, 
that it's not that it's that it's not because of you want to make things happen. That's the best thing I can say. So, Father, we ask that you will give Sam the discerning power that he needs for this endeavor. We ask that you will watch over and keep his heart from whatever the enemy puts before him to distract, to cause discouragement. And, Father, we just thank you in advance that you always give us exactly what we need when we need it for our good and for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we come. Amen. Amen. You know, and the funny thing about it is like either way it goes, God led or an opportunity it's like the pros and cons. And I understand my viewpoint at this time where I'm at is like the pros and cons are like, uh, okay, God, is there something more that you want me to do? Well, yeah, I'm tired of doing this because I still ain't got nothing. Then again, it's like, okay, Sam, if there's an opportunity, yeah, this could do it, but then, you know, it might not be anything. It's just like, it's like either way it goes, like, I'm just like, <laughs> okay. But, I mean, ultimately, the key is if it is of God and it's the time that he wants me to do it, then it's going to play the essential part, essential ingredient that is needed. And that's ultimately what I I do know and I need to trust and walk on. So if if I have to step out some more... Because it's time is needed and it's of him, then I, I'm expecting that it'll, it'll do what it's supposed to do. Because the thing is, if I don't step out, then when I need it, it won't be there for me to have, and I'll be I'll be lacking. And that that's the flip side of the coin. So, yeah, uh huh. Okay, thanks. Ah, thank you. That didn't help much. All right. <laughs> That's all I had. You said what? I said, I said, I take it that didn't help much. I said, I'm sorry. That's all I had. Well, no, I mean, actually, you know, it's kind of, like, you know, it's clearing, what, clearing up what I had and what I really needed to focus on anyway, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it's basically, yeah, I needed to hear that because it kind of, just let me know. It lets me know what I need to know, which is there, you know. But I didn't want to deal with it, and look at it, and focus on it. So yeah, because my thing is, is, is this opportunity going to take you away from other things that the Lord has put before you? Well, and that says no, and that I know is not. Okay. That, I, I, that, I know that's not going to do that, so no. Okay. That's the thing, too, where, you know, the endeavor can, I mean, not just, not just you know, physical time, mental time, you know. So, you know, you got to, you got to look at it like that. So. Okay. 
Hi, yes. Um, I wanted to get my receipt. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Sorry about that. No problem, dear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, be aware. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just be, be sure. Be sure. Be sure. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thanks. Oh, I'm so chipper. That's what I'm talking Things about. Things are working out That's in true. everybody's favor. Mm. Uh, this is a season for favor. It's actually snowing out here. Good uh, Lord. Yes, it is. It started real soon. Yeah. It was big snowflakes, too. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Erica, yeah. come get your weather. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. This is my season. Mm. Oh. Um. <clears throat> okay. I, I received confirmation or something what? that I saw. I received confirmation or something that I saw coming. Mm. Um. And I thought it was really interesting. That um that I was I I saw it because I usually don't you know I usually don't so <laughs> I was like oh all right um we I, I told my daughter uh last month I told her I said you know what I said God is going to start fast tracking so and I asked her I said are you ready. And I thought it was just for her, but I received not one, but two different, uh, not received, but I, I read not one, but two other prophets, prophets that um, confirmed what I saw. I thought it was an individual thing that is actually for the body of Christ. God is fast-tracking his people into their proper places. And what he's doing is making sure that everybody is exactly where he needs them to be for the time that is coming. So if you're a prayer warrior, he's putting you in certain positions where your prayers will be effective and a help to the body of Christ. If you're uh if you are a prophet, he's making sure to put you in a location and a and a um a, a physical assignment that will help the body of Christ. Because the thing is it's not it's not about the church building. It's about the church, the people. So if 
you feel okay, that's your answer. Okay. So if you feel like everything is moving too fast and you're not ready and you feel overwhelmed, let God know. We have to speak and let him know how we're feeling. Communication is key because the thing is he's letting us know way ahead of time what he let us know ahead of time what he had need for us to do. Now it's up to us to be willing vessels to let him work. Don't let our fear, I'm including me, we cannot let our fear conform us to what the world says we should be doing. Don't look at what the stock market is doing. Don't look at the diseases that are coming. Don't look at the plagues that are hitting the earth. Don't look at the cancer that is prevalent. Don't look at what you can see. Look at the look in the context of what God can show you in the spirit realm. And that's what's coming for the body of Christ as long as we continue to stand under the shelter of faith and belief and trusting in him. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, even though I just said. No, not you. That was Felicia, right? You said what? That was Felicia, right? Yeah, I know. I still want to say, well, you're welcome anyway. Oh, so you're going to say, because that was cool, wasn't it? You want to take credit? There you go. I'm going to take credit. What's up when you steal somebody else's material? I'm a copywriter mm-hmm. and a claim this law or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's all right. Uh-huh. I'm almost back home now. Well, let me finish this last list, and then we can do the other list, and then time for the reading in a little bit. All right, got Rosen Hospital in the community. Paracasha to go fish, 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 to go you got Reginald Foster and family. You got to go station 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 to 
Down the lost, I'm never going to the gun 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 to the Master <laughs> Sakada. <laughs> Sakara. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> And everybody else on the back of the all right, so I got, uh, I hear it's all connected, so I'm going to do them all together.
Okay. All right. So um, the church comes at all the different. Oh Lord. Okay. All right. All right, all right. Okay, so we come to the Roman Catholic Church, Father. The one, the followers of the Roman Catholic faith, Father God. We come for those who are believing the lie that is being told under that religion. It's a diet. Oh, God. Direct opposite of everything that you have place in your words, uh, no other God before you, not giving praise and worship to idols, not placing anyone above your glory. So, Father God, we pray for those who are under the Roman Catholic faith, that those who are diligently trying to seek you, Father, that those who are searching for the truth, oh God, let their eyes be opened. Let the blind eyes see, Father God. Let their hearts be made whole as they search for you, God. Let them pick up the real book, oh God, not the Roman Catholic Bible, but the actual Bible, Father God. Let them search the scriptures for themselves, Father God. Let someone that is, is, is knowledgeable come across their path, oh God, and give them the truth of your word so that they can be set free and delivered, Father God. Let their salvation be made manifested. Oh, really? Really? Let their salvation be made manifested, oh God. Let them understand the the ways that they have been going are not your ways, and let them turn from them, oh God. Let them come out of the Egypt of that religion, Father God, and into the marvelous light of a relationship with you, for your glory and for their good. And Father, we come for the church. We come for the body of Christ. We come for the the fivefold ministry. We come for those who are unsaved. We come for those who are addicted, those who are abused, those who are sick, those who are in hospice, Father God, those who are dealing with addictions, O God. All of those are coming up under the church, O Father, so we come for the church of God that your truth will reign, that those who are called and those who have called themselves, that no matter what they try to say outside of your word, they will be silent, but that your word will be brought forth, that your word will be placed and seated in good ground. Father God, we ask that you will take away every weed, every tear, every every negative, every other thing that is not of you, take it out of the body of Christ, Father God, as those who are looking for you, O God, as those who are searching for you, O God, as those who are looking for the light of you, O God, that they will be able to find it in their search as they look at the body of Christ and they see the hope that is within us, O God, those who are unbelievers, O God, those who have the profess to be Christians, O God, help them in their unbelief, O God. Help them to understand and get the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and the discerning power that is needed to be able to to read your word and actually get what you're saying, O God. Let the parables and the stories be unfolded before their eyes and in their spirit, Father God. 
Let it be planted and let it eradicate every negative seed, every doubt and fear, and all seeds of confusion that the enemy has planted within them, Father God. And for that atheist and for that Gnostic, oh God, we come, oh God, that whatever hurt that they receive, whatever, whatever fear, whatever thing that brought them sadness, oh God, maybe they pray for someone to not die and they died, oh God. But if you even spoke in your words that everybody, everybody who's living has a time to die, oh God. So bring them back to you, oh God, as only you can. Open up their hearts. Soften their hearts, oh God, so that you can continue to, so whoever comes across their path, oh God, can plant that seed of faith that they need to come back to you and open their arms and receive your glory, receive your love, unfettered, oh God. And Father God, we come for those who are the, those single women and the single men. Help us to stay strong in our bodies, oh God. Help us to stay strong and keep ourselves. Help us to be able to wait for our Boaz. Help us to be able to wait for our, our Esther. Help us to be able to wait for that person that you have created just for us, oh God, to be our helpmate, to go and walk this walk until the end, oh God. And we just thank you, Father God. And we give you glory and honor that only you deserve. But we don't come to ourselves. We don't come by ourselves. We come through the righteousness of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. And we thank you in advance for all that you will do. Amen. 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 Well, Lisa, I'm going to put you to work now. Coming. <laughs> no problem. What is my task? Well, the other list that I pray for, and you figure out which ones you want to do. I pray for financial breakthroughs, walking in the realm of supernatural, health, healing, restoration, supernatural strength, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, discernment. Anything oh, else? Those my, are the ones you did or the ones that are left? The ones that you're about to do. Who did you talk, who are you talking to, Sam? No, I was talking to Lisa. Oh, okay, good. I can get you. Love you, Lisa. Okay. He said, um, walking in the realm of the supernatural, trying to remember everything you could, discernment. Just, I just, just do one and then I just give you another one to do. How about that? Oh, got it. Okay. I'm, like, I'm trying to keep a list in my head. All right. Yeah. Open. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We come before your throne of grace saying thank you. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for enclosing us in our right mind this morning. Thank you for the activity of our limbs. Thank you for the mind to worship and serve you this morning, to come on this prayer line, to come together corporately, oh God, and to support one another, to, to pray you, to share, to care. We just thank you for putting it in our hearts to even do so, oh God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing presently and all that you will do in the future. We thank you for our families. We thank you for friends. We thank you for loved ones. We thank you for the fact that things are as well as they are, oh God. We just thank you for being you this morning. And we come before you asking for a greater 
portion of you or a greater understanding, we ask that you calm down and that you really that you really fill our, our hearts and our minds uh, with your spirit, with your Holy Spirit, and we just ask for a more in-depth uh, understanding of your word and what it is that you will have us to do. We ask you that as we study, as we read the word, as we read different texts that are connected to your word, we ask that you guide us in what it is that we should be reading and what we should be finding out, the information that we should be inputting and imparting into ourselves, oh God, because we know that everything out there is not of you. We know that everything out there is not for your edification and for your glory, and it's definitely not for our edification. So we just ask that you implant your Holy Spirit down so that we will know through discernment and through wisdom what it is that we should be ingesting and intaking. And so with that, we are asking for greater, we're asking for greater, we're asking you to take us higher, we're asking you for greater discernment so that the information that we are taking in or that we know what it is that we are to do with that information, how we are to process the information, how the parts that we are supposed to keep for ourselves and the parts that we are supposed to share with others. And we ask for your discernment to know uh, how it is that we should approach others, how it is that we should approach our family members, that we want to touch our children, our significant others, our family, co-workers, anybody in the world that we're supposed to touch through you, oh God. We ask for your discernment so that we will know, so that we will do things properly and in order so that our interpretation of your word is correct, oh God, and that we do things in a manner decently and in order in which you will have us to do them. And we ask that you just show us, that you show us you in everything for you are present in all things, oh God. We ask that you just show us you, show us in our daily walk. Show us how we can become better. Show us how we can be more attentive. Show us how we can uh, navigate and flow through this thing so that in the end that we do things in accordance with the way that you will have us to do. And we ask you to just to see the lessons, see the trials and the tribulations. We ask that we are able uh, to discern what it is that we are supposed to receive from those lessons so that we don't get caught up in the surface and the superfluous and, 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 and the the fact that they are difficult, we ask that you help us to go through and navigate through all of that so we can receive that which we are supposed to receive and do that which we are supposed to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was for discernment, right? Yes. Okay, walk in the realm of the supernatural. Okay. All right. So walking in, in, in the realm of supernatural, which is connected to uh, this island. Lord, we, uh, we just we ask you to you help us to walk further and deeper in the realm of the supernatural that is connected to this island. Because as we become more open and, and, and see things through our spiritual eyes, we will be able to walk more in the realm of the supernatural. Signs and wonders, all of those things that we read about in the Bible, things that we say that can no longer be done, things that we say are, are things of the past that those individuals in biblical times were able to do. We say so often that those things do not exist, and, and how come we don't see those things? How come we don't 
I have the ability to heal. I clearly don't have the ability to raise the dead and so forth. And we just we just ask that you give us a, a triple portion of um, your word of your spirit so that we can begin to do supernatural things and walk in that supernatural realm, God, because we know that the realm of supernatural is not of this world. It is not earthly. It is not fleshly. It is of a different place. It's on a different plane. So we just ask that in order for us to be the most effective vessels of you, the most effective ambassadors of you, the most effective workers for you, that you teach us daily, daily, daily how to walk in the supernatural and that you do so in your time. Maybe it's not time for us to be able to go holding and holding into it at once that you know you know the portions that we need day by day, moment by moment, to be able to get to where it is that you will have us to be individually in that realm. Oh God, and so we just ask that you open up our spirit because it is a spiritual place. We ask that you open up our spirit, Lord, so that we will know what it is that you will have us to do in that realm and and that you uh, equip us, that you equip us, equip our spirit to be able to walk in such a deep place, in such a holy place, that you give us a portion, a double portion of discernment and wisdom so that we will know how to walk properly in that place, God, and that you will give us and place upon our hearts the words, the, the prayers, and, and all of the techniques and all of the armor that we need to be able to walk in that place because in that place we know it's also where the enemy lies. The enemy lies in that place, God, so we just ask for your covering, your hedge of protection around us as you take us further. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Okay. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Um, Faithful Father, we ask that you grant us, in addition to those things that we've already petitioned for, we ask that you grant us the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding uh, of your word. It begins with your word. Uh, It begins with your word. It begins with your word for everything it is that we are to do. And we just ask for further knowledge and wisdom and understanding of what that word says and how we are to apply it uh, to our lives and, and not only the things that we are supposed to do internally and just in our families and in our inner circles, but, but to go out into the world to be ambassadors, to share your word, to spread your word, to spread your love. So we just ask that you uh, grant us those things so that we um, are able to do so effectively so that we know the right things to say, the right way to approach things, the right way to approach people, when to do, when not to do, what to say, what not to say, when not to say. So we just ask that you uh, just continue to place those things in our hearts and open up our hearts and our spirits to be able to hear you at all times uh, so that we do things properly and in order. Amen. Um, supernatural, superhuman strength, abilities, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increase in basis. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> supernatural strength, 
abilities, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Okay, I'm not, I don't know about synergy. I can't remember what synergy means. Synergy means, in other words, one plus one is not two, but one plus one is 22. It's a multiplication. All right. Oh, I got it, I got it. I think it's okay. All right, let's All right, Mr. Father, we ask you this morning, we come before you, and we are asking you for greater. I will start off with just saying greater, greater multiplication of all of those things. Uh, we know that our gifts and our talents, all of those things are placed down in our spirit even before we are come here, oh God. And we know that they are always here and that they do not, contrary to what people say, they do not disappear. They are always in our spirit. They are always there. They are always there. You're just waiting for us to be open so that you can show us how to use them and how to use them properly for your glory to the very best of our abilities, to the highest of the heights, oh God. So we just ask that you continue to work with us, that you continue to reveal, that you continue to reveal us about the revelation. We ask that you continue to reveal our talents and our gifts to us so that we may uh, use them in the way in which you would have us to use them, oh God. We ask that you multiply them. We ask that you multiply our strength. We need we need superhuman strength in order to get through this walk, oh God. We need superhuman strength in order to turn the other cheek. We need superhuman spiritual strength in order to love those that that do not love us back and in order to be good to those who persecute and are unkind to us and, and who do all manner of evil against us. And we need superhuman strength spiritually to to go through the battle and to walk the walk and to um, just go through this thing called life, the trials and the tribulations and the ups and the downs. And as you know this, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. So we are asking you this morning to just continue to reveal, 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 reveal our talents, our gifts, give us the strength that we need to move uh, toward this thing um, the mark, the, the, the higher calling um, to do and be what we are ultimately destined to be in you. And we just ask these talents and these gifts and, and, and those, and there is a connection between our talents, our gifts, and our superhuman uh, spiritual strength. And, and we know that, that in order to exercise those gifts and those talents to the fullest, that we will need the superhuman strength because the enemy does not want us to use those. The enemy does not want us to use because that those are the things that make us who we are in you, God. So we just ask again for your covering. We ask for your covering. We ask for your revelation. We ask uh, for your wisdom. We ask for your discernment. We ask for your strength. All of those things. We need all of those things as a collective because they are not separate. Technically, maybe they are, but we need all of those things as a collective in order to walk this walk and be who it is that we are supposed to be in you and to walk in our destiny according to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Renewing of our youth. You said anointing? Renewing of our youth. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, 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 Father. Our young people are in trouble. 
our young people are in trouble. Our young people are in trouble, and it's going to take you. We, as fleshly human beings, cannot turn this around. It's too far gone. We need you. We need your guidance. We need your guidance. We need your guidance to show us how to help our youth to renew their minds. There needs to be renewing of the minds and the spirits of our youth. They have been so contaminated. They have been so corrupted by the things of this world. We need you as the adult generation. We need you. We need your guidance. We need you to speak to us and show us how. Show us how. Yes, yes, Father, to show us how it is that we can eradicate what the world is doing to our children because they are the next generation and the enemy wants them destroyed and we cannot cannot let that happen. So we are asking you to open up our spirits, open up our minds and our hearts to hear you as it pertains to our youth. We ask that the youth who are cognizant and aware because all of our youth are not destroyed yet. We ask the ones who are still conscious of you We ask you to fortify them. We ask you to fortify them, edify them, give them strength and some courage to do the right thing in a world where it's so hard and you get ridiculed for doing right. We ask that you place your spirit way, 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 way down in their hearts and in their spirits so that they will continue to have the desire to seek you and seek righteousness to seek a positive walk, to do the right thing, even when everyone around them is not. We ask that you place it upon them to be the light, to be the light. We need some of our youth to be the light in a dark world. So we ask that you show them how to be the light, how to walk in the light. And as light workers, show them what to do. Show them how to move and how to navigate so that they can draw others to them and for those who who are lost. We just ask that you show them the way. That you show them the way. You show them the way. Show them the way. So that things can slowly begin to be restored to order. And again, as the adults, we ask that you show us how to say things and how to move so that we are effective and that we don't push them away. Because this is a very serious battle for our young people, for the hearts, the souls, and minds of our young folks. So we just ask in general that you just put yourselves down in your spirits to move in the right direction. Amen. Amen. Health, healing, and restoration. Okay, you said something in restoration. Health, healing, and restoration. Got it. Okay, 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 okay. So, as far as we know that sickness is not of you, maladies are not of you, those things are not 
so thankful for you, Father. We know this, so we just ask that you come in and that you eradicate those things that are causing so much illness. We have cancer that is running rampant at an alarming rate, probably higher than ever before. Diabetes, high blood pressure, so many ailments, heart failure. We have so many things that are just killing uh, our people. And so the first thing that we ask that you open up their hearts to to do the things that need to be done, which they can do themselves, eating right, you know, eating the right foods when they go grocery shopping, you know, picking up um, fruits and vegetables and those things that you've put on the earth for us so that we will not be sick. We ask that you remind us, remind us of the things that you've put here already that are of you, the things that you made, the things that grow from the ground and and in the trees and on the vines, things that you put here for us to be healthy so that we can live long, healthy months. And and, and, and we just ask that you um, provide information, put it in people's hearts and minds to see the information that they need to get better, um, to find out how to prevent things from happening, prevent illnesses and maladies before they happen. And then we petition you today, Lord, those who have been struck with illnesses. Um, there's so many, all kinds, I mean, there's so many um, illnesses and so many uh, sicknesses that have struck people. We just ask that you touch right now, that you touch and heal, that you touch and heal, that you touch and heal, that you guide people to uh, any other individual or you know, any other information that they can possibly get to help themselves to get better and and also to guide them in terms of medication, those things that they should stay away from because the medications are killing our people. They're killing our people faster than disease can. So we just ask that you guide people to the right things to take, what to touch, what to stay away from because it all begins and ends with you. Amen. Amen. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Tired yet? Nope. All righty now. No, not at all. I told you, I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm kicking in the screen and it's over with. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives. We want to start out saying thank you. We never want to forget to be grateful and to be thankful for all of the things that you've done and all the things that you've provided us because so many times in our situations, we look at them and we're frustrated and we're tired and we don't understand, we're confused and we just ask, 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 but sometimes we forget to stop and say thank you. So we want to thank you. We want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you that we have food, that when we got to the refrigerator, you know, it may not have been everything we wanted, but we have something to eat. We're not on the park bench. It's cold outside. There are people dying right now, freezing to death. But we have the luxury of being on the phone 
in our warm houses, in our warm cars. This is a luxury, and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for all of our many blessings that our children. Maybe they don't always ask for what we want them to ask, but we're not down at the jailhouse either. Talking to them through a glass, putting money on their books. Father, thank you for reminding me, and I will make this personal for a second, for reminding me that when my daughter calls and she needs money for whatever she needs money for, thank you for reminding me that I need to be grateful that she's not asking me for money for an abortion or she's not asking me for money for to put money on her books in jail, that she's asking me for money to help her further her education because she's doing the right thing. So we just want to thank you for all our blessings and we which is just thank you that things are as well as they are, oh God. When we we come before you this morning speaking, we're not we are speaking into existence. We are putting in the universe that that we are expecting our breakthrough. We're going to speak it. Those things that are not as though they are, there is a breakthrough coming. There is a breakthrough coming. The breakthroughs and the turnarounds will be different for us individually because we have different situations and you have a different thing for all of us to do and you have different circumstances under which you will bring all of us to our destiny. But we thank you right now. Right now, we thank you right now in advance for our turnaround and our breakthrough, God. We are speaking them into existence. We are believing for them. We have faith. We have faith that they will come to pass. We can see them. We can visualize them. We can taste it. We're just waiting for a physical manifestation, oh God, of those things that we already know. That's all we're doing. We're just waiting on the physical manifestation of God. As you do this thing in us, as you work this thing in us, as you, in your infinite wisdom, decide when, where, why, and how, and who, because we don't know those things. But what we do know is that a change is coming. What we do know is that there will be supernatural breakthroughs coming for each and every one of us who desires and seeks you and who are, as best as we can, following along those things that you will have for us to do. So we are, are here and we are waiting in a spirit of expectancy. And we ask that you remove any doubt. We ask that you remove any wavering. We ask that you remove anything from us that will cause us to not believe that these things will soon come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, the ability to persevere until the end, my dear. To stand yeah. and to stand there for. Well, Jesus. How is Well. <laughs> yes. Ooh, we. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, we. Am I going in? No, I'm not going to go in on this. Ooh, all right. Well, this is this is connected with um, the breakthrough. This is connected with our breakthrough and our turnaround. This is connected with breakthrough and turnaround because.
persistent, the ability to stand and stand there. For all of those things are connected with waiting for our breakthrough because what are we standing for? Mm. What are we waiting for? Why are we persevering? Because we are waiting for our breakthrough in our turn. We already know that we love God. We already know that God loves us. We know that we are doing the very best that we can to walk in his ways. We already know that, but we are waiting. We are persevering. We are standing as we go through the situations in life that are made, that are allowed to make us stronger and to strengthen our faith and our wisdom and our discernment as we wait for our breakthroughs and our turmoil. Because we need supernatural faith, not average faith, not the Lord. We need supernatural faith in order for us to stand and to stand there for and there are so many things that are trying to knock us back and knock us down and push us in the opposite direction. So, Father, we ask that you grant us, again, supernatural, not things of this world, not things of our own ability, because we can't do it on our own. We cannot do it in our own abilities to go through some of the things that people, the humans experience on earth. There is no way we could do it without you. There is no way we can do it without you, Father. We acknowledge that in ourselves, there is just no way that we can do it, and we don't have it. We don't have it on our own as fleshly human individuals to stand and withstand some of the things that that we experience in some of the circumstances and situations. So we just ask for you to continue for you to continue to to cover us, to continue to cocoon us, and inside of that cocoon that you just work on us and that you send us the parts of your word or all of your word, but specifically those parts that you need to send us at any particular given time, any particular given space, any particular situation, because different parts of the word apply at different times for different reasons and different circumstances. So we just ask that you that you continue to work on us so that we are open that we are open to that information and to that revelation. And we just ask that you just continue to help us to persevere and just stand no matter what. Just be like the redwood tree. The redwood tree is strong and it's tall. It's tall and it's strong. And the roots run deep. And that's why it cannot easily fall. That's why he can't use and that's why he's such a mighty force. So we just ask that you continue to make us like the redwood tree, strong, powerful forces that persevere and that stand and withstand storms and, and bad weather and all the things that that we find that happen on this earth, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace. 
you know, it is said that um, whenever the Lord says peace, there will be peace. You know, when your word that um, peace be still. I was sure that the, 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 the water is calmed. The water is calmed. Peace. Wow, peace is so critical and it's so important. Sometimes um, when we have peace in circumstances in which it would seem impossible to have peace, Others don't understand how that can possibly be. How in the world can you be going through all of this? Or how in the world can all of those things possibly have happened to you? And you still have peace. And you still trust God. How is that possible? And that is the peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that surpasses even our own, our own understanding. Lord, we just come before you and we ask humbly that you grant us your peace because peace is absolutely critical and essential. We know that you are peace. You you are peace because it is natural for man to be chaotic, chaotic, to overreact, to take the role less traveled, to go the path of least resistance, which sometimes is chaotic, so we ask that you continue to step in and grant us peace, not, not regular peace, but yes, 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 the peace that surpasses all understanding, even our own. We ask that you just continue to remind us, like footprints in the sand, that you are carrying us, and that's why we only see one side of footprints. Because you are carrying us. You are in control. Oh, God, we ask that you just keep reminding us that you are in control. And even when we don't understand, why things are happening, why it just seems to be so much confusion all around us, and why are you allowing this to happen, and why are you allowing the world to be the way that it is? We ask that you keep our hearts and our spirits open to hear your voice and remind us that you are still on the throne and that you are still in control that you are the great provider of all peace. Amen. Amen. Well, dear, um, anything else you can think of to pray for? Um, I can do a general, a general mm-hmm. one. I don't even know what's about to come out, but I know I feel like he's telling me to just pray, just open up my mouth. And it might even be stuff I already said. I don't know if that's okay. Sure. 
my gracious and heavenly Father. The first and the last alpha and the omega. Yes, Father, we come before you. Lifting up just our world and our society as a whole. So many times we don't understand, we don't get it, we don't understand all the time what it is that you are doing. We know that you're doing something because we know that you are. We know that you are, and we know who you are. So we know that you are doing something, but sometimes we don't understand what it is. And so we ask, we ask that you just peace, just coming, coming back up here, bring us peace and understanding, patience to see what is happening in the world to see what is happening but not become despaired by it. Not to give up, to remember that there is still goodness here. There is that all is not lost and it is not hopeless because you are still in control. We ask that you just for us as believers that you continue to Fortify us, Lord. Fortify, fortify. Is in my spirit that you fortify us. That's what you know. The vitamins and minerals are for. When we eat good food, we got fruits and our vegetables, and we, and, and, and even some cereals and so forth. And it says it's fortified with these vitamins and minerals that it's filled with it. That it is filled with it, so that uh, when when diseases and so forth come against the body, that there is something in place, that there is a, a decent in place to help war against those things. So we are asking that the Lord of God, us, with your Holy Spirit, the defense, as a decent when the enemy comes at us, when we are being attacked, or when we need to guard against certain things, guard our spirits against certain things. So we ask that you just continue to fortify us with your word and that you keep us open to be able to hear and interpret, hear and interpret, hear and interpret, hear and interpret, so that we know what is being said and that your voice is not clouded, that your voice, you know, that there's no interference so that we can't hear you and that there is no mistake that it is you that we are hearing and that is where discernment comes in. So as we walk through our circumstances and our situations and we're frustrated and we're confused and we're trying to stand and stand there for and we're trying to do the right thing and we're trying to stay on the right path, we ask that you just fortify us with all of the things that we need to be able to continue to walk in the destiny which you have for each and every one of us so that we are not led astray, so that we are not thrown off of our course 
so that the enemy is not able to devour us spiritually. But we need you for that. We need you for that. We continue to try to be the very best ambassadors for you that we can possibly be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's it. <laughs> sure. What is in my sewer? Anything else? How you feeling? How you feeling? Oh, Lisa. 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 You done checked out all the way then. Lisa. Uh, no, my phone, my phone just cut off for a second. I had to call back in. Oh, okay. That's now, that's how are you feeling? I'm okay. Most people, when they do that for the first time, they feel a little tired. So I was just asking, did you feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, um, almost like a flat, like a, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I think maybe that is the right word for it. Feel like a pull on you, like just like you've been yeah. there, right? Yes, yes, yes. Actually, yes, that's exactly it. That's mm. the perfect way to describe it. Well, dear, in the word it says, the effective fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. So now what you were doing just now you were really praying. That means you were getting down in your spirit. You was letting your spirit flow through you. That means you were connecting and letting God speak through you. To that level, and you first start experiencing that, you're, that's the first time you start to experience that drain and pull. Because, like I said, it's, you've been exercising. So a lot of people, they, you know, they don't, they're not there. Again, it's progress, progressive revelation. That's why I asked you, because Erica, Felicia, all of them, the first few times they did it, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'd be sitting back laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all go right ahead. Oh, now, you know what's real fun is when I had them lead the line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Felicia's like, oh, that's why he does that. Oh, that, um, so, I mean, again, but see, that's a lot of things people don't, you really don't know until you experience it and you walk mm-hmm. in it. Other than that, it's just like, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. so when mm-hmm. I started feeling this feeling, I was like, what the hell? What? I was just like dragging, like, oh, God. What's I didn't know what was going on, but that was when I was first being initiated into this level of spirituality. Okay. Yeah, and then I think for me, I'm at a point where um, 
how can I say this? Hmm? Strange, but because I'm I'm at a point where so much he has allowed you know, he has allowed so much to he has allowed me to experience so much like um I I come it's almost being scary how much I get it, you know, like how much I understand the the whys and the what for. It's not like I know everything even know a lot, but I really am coming to understand some things, how the enemy really works and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. I don't know. Because I still, I think that I still question sometimes my worth in the kingdom. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Keep talking. But, but, um, no. Uh, okay, like, you know, like, I, you know, like, Erica's so powerful. I'm just thinking, I'm just, you know, thinking of names of people we know so I can help it. It's like my point. You know, like, Erica's so powerful and she's so annoyed that you are, um, you know, Maria, when she's on the line, and, you know, obviously Felicia and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's obvious. It's, it's obvious. You can really tell, um, you know, that there is a, a great work, you know, that they are. But for me, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know. I mean, I think I'm cool. I think God, you know, hears my prayers and stuff. But as far as being anything special, I don't know. Let me know this. If I were to say that you actually have an advantage that they didn't, to see that or understand and or understand that? No at all what you mean by that. Not at all. Good morning. Yo. Alicia, Erica, is that off? It is. Holy moly. Hey, brother. Hey, Chicago area, sir. I'm about two and a half hours out. All righty. He's coming on down that road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Eric. Uh, Eric on there with you. Well, that was Lisa talking. I don't know if Erica or Felicia's on, but that was Lisa talking. Lisa, I thought you were supposed to be in words. <laughs> 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 well, you see what happened was. Right. That's exactly what. I'm <laughs> My thing is, right. you work. You work in your, you live in your school backyard. How could you not be at work? Well, there's a little story. We'll, well, I'll tell you a story in a little bit. There's a little story behind that. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll hmm. go on. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. What's, your, what's your town called? Decal. Who? Decal. Yeah, you want you uh, want yeah. you coming down sixty five? Right. 
Yeah, you won't come across our town that way. Oh, okay. Where are you going? He's coming to Maywood. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Is it for a family thing? Is it well, you know, like yeah. for family or is it for work? or? It's for a homegoing service. <laughs> Oh, so it's definitely oh. family. Yeah, my my mom's brother. He took his journey, so they they laying him out tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Hmm. So what, Sam? What is it that you meant by that? Oh, I thought I was just asking her a question. She was, you know, she's, I had her, and you can relate, I had her, like, do the whole list, right? And then afterwards I asked her how she felt, and she was talking about she did feel a little tired and stuff. So I was basically telling her that's kind of like the initiation stages when you really start tapping into the spirit, that drain. Then I asked her a question, because she was talking about, like, you know, how anointed we are on the line and stuff. And my question to her was, well, if I said that you had an advantage over us, would you see and or understand that statement? And no, I do not. <laughs> no, no, I do not. I do not. I got, I got so tickled with she, but she said, no, I do not. <laughs> yeah, because the list is long, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, he done done it. Praying for sick and shut-in and... Churches and congregations, ministers, and all them people like that, bereaved, hostage. Yeah, you be kind of like something out. You you go through. By the time you get through, you you be you just lifting up all those people and then individuals. Yes, you, you really need a, a bed, a mattress, and a pillow. <laughs> mhm. Man. So Arthur, do, do would you would you be able to ask that question that she would have an advantage? Us. By experiencing this now, right now, I don't think you have advantages. Just you, just being called to the, you being called to the, to 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 the platform. You just performing what you have to do. I don't think it's being a, it could be as having an advantage. You just, you know, you just like they said that song say, a charge to keep you have. You have a God to glorify. You just, you just doing what God actually having you to do. Okay. And I don't think it's, it's, it's not to the point where you're elevating yourself oh, or right, right. nobody else, but right. it's just to the point that you're just answering the call of ministry that you get to do, the call to discipleship, let's say it that way. Is, is Erica Felicia on? I'm, 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 I'm going to see what y'all viewpoint on, is on this. In fact, Mama said, say, my, my mom asked she said, what she said. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Well, how everybody's doing this morning? Hey, what's up, Nate? How you doing? Uh, I'm in attendance. All righty. Number one. Hey, Arthur. Welcome to our shy time when you hit the city limits. Okay. You got about three hours. Okay. And we're for safe travels for you, Arthur, as well 
Somebody say, wait a minute. Was that you, Lisa, or was that Felicia or Erica? It wasn't me. Okay. Cause I, before I answer the question, I, 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 I just want to see, I just want to hear different viewpoints for it. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to give you any hints. Because I'm really, like, yeah, I need to know what, what I need to know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the song is a charge to keep I have a God glorified. Oh God, I never had the heart to tell my uncle Tim if I hate it. I didn't like that song. <laughs> I need to write them a letter. Uncle Clarence, I'm going to tell you 25 years ago. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really like that song that you sang over and over and over and over. I just wanted to sing the right words to some of the songs sometimes, that's all. You know, we didn't always really sing the right words. No, they get so into that. Pick up some stuff then. Huh? So, you know, they get into the spirit and they just start making up stuff. No, we didn't sing the right words when we wasn't in the spirit. We were never told the right words. <laughs> All righty the then. That's God's truth that he loved right there. We just make up some stuff. If it rhymes and it fits, it's home. Hey, is this the country or what? Because I'm talking about you, you can't even keep a signal back here. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. It is kind of country. Very much so. Don't do hey, that. Sam. Uh, <laughs> say, did you tell Erica about Dean Jones? Yeah, yeah, and I actually talked to Reverend Thomas last night too. So yeah, I told her, and I sent a text to Maria too. So what, 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 Doctor Reverend Thomas, Doctor Thomas, wherever he want to be this week? <laughs> he was in, been uh, sick and in and out of the hospital for a while. Who was sick? Dean Jones. Oh, Dean Jones. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is so he okay been, now? So, um, because uh, he, so he, he said even, because he, he said he saw him around Christmas and, like, right before Christmas, he did come home Christmas, but he had been in the hospital for 62, 62 days, so he had been going through for a minute. So. Who was that? It was in the hospital. Uh, it was our, our, our dean of students from when we were in Steelman College. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was Deja. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh. Erica, that must be you. Erica? No, that's Felicia. Well, okay, I'm going to hear my question, Felicia. I'm Erica talking low like like she on the um the sexy line or something. Because you know how Erica, when she's at work, sometimes she got to talk a little bit low. No, that's Felicia <laughs> that's why talk, talking low. That's why I talk to her. Hey, who? I'm like, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is, all right, how's that boy going? Hey, how's it going? I, I ain't mad at you, girl. I don't know, because I'm, I'm getting my oil changed. 
so I can't oh, talk loud. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, what right. was the question that you had, Sam? Oh, did you hear the conversation me and Lisa were having? Uh, bits and pieces of it. Well, basically, I was like, I had her do like you know how I do the additional list afterwards. I had her doing those lists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it got a little bit extensive. So afterwards, I asked her how she felt, and then I kind of described. And basically, she felt tired. I said, like you've been exercising and working out. She's like, yeah. I started laughing, so I started talking about like the first time that you all had done it, and like the times I had you all do the prayer call and stuff, running it by yourselves, and how you saw and. Oh, differently afterwards. And so then she was talking about how, you know, she sees that we're anointed and how anointed we are and this, that, and the other. And I, my question to her was, well, seeing as where you're at now and you're talking about us, do you think that you have an advantage over us? And that was my question. Can you see how she would have an advantage and what that advantage might be over us? Even you got stuck. <laughs> you know right. what? No, I know. You know what? The advantage is basically because now you can learn from somebody who's already done it. And bam, bam, bam. She gets the mm. $5,000 prize. <laughs> yeah. That's because it. They, yeah, because Sam learned it through trial and error. You know, and it's like, okay, now you can, wherever you get stuck, you can have somebody, you have that person to ask, okay, that, this didn't work. What did I do wrong? And then you can get an opinion of how to adjust yourself accordingly. <clears throat> Whereas if you would, and that's why we can't do this walk by ourselves because, you know, you have to have that other person to be able to find out, okay, the way I'm doing it isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So you do have an advantage. You do. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. Trust me, that's First, any of them ran this line out. When I was away and let them do it, I asked them. <laughs> mm. But also, with that advantage, wouldn't you also um, add the word responsibility? Why do you say responsibility? Because you said she has an advantage to go out to tell someone else the things that was asked for us to do, go out and uplift the, um, the name of Jesus. Well, in this particular scenario, it's not so much more of that. Whereas before, okay, because she was feeling, or so, I'm going to just say this, sir, inadequate, and I, I, I can't get there. Or, you know, but the advantage is the fact that, like, like Felicia said, she can learn from others, so she can actually get there even quicker. Okay. So, so that's more of a that's not more so of as a responsibility as far as what we're talking about right now, you know. Because I said, I, you know, you you would listen to Erica now and how she flows, but ask her how long she looked at that little orange book and she ran from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. I even asked, but he went when the spirit real hits him real good, and he can't even stop that word that that anointing from coming. So each of us, you know, you say we, you see, saying we're anointed and we're flowing now. Yeah, but baby girl, we was we was where you was at or even worse. <laughs> So again, so that your advantage is us, and not that we're trying again, and it's not that we're trying to say we're this or we've arrived. It's just that's that's what a trailblazer it does. A trailblazer goes and he cuts down the trees and the weeds, and he makes a path mm-hmm. to follow. Right. Now, 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 mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a little insight. What God is doing, like okay, for example, I might be a trailblazer going west. And then you all are following behind me. Somewhere along this way, you're going to bear off a little bit, and you're going to be a trailblazer going a little bit northwest. Or You're going to somewhere along this way, it is going to be, God is going to say, now you're ready. You start in your direction. And it's not, mm-hmm. a, ain't about any, uh, any of us. You're going to get kicked to the, you're going to get kicked to the side. You're going to get kicked and say, and, and, and see now, let me just say how this happens. It might be any kind of way it might happen. You might, I might say something on the line one day and piss you off. <laughs> I'm being real, okay? See, this is this is why you got to start thinking outside of how you think. I might say something. Something might happen on the line, or something might happen just in life, and whatever you just feel sad, or you might not even feel like you've been. Whatever it might be, it will it will start a a, a chain of events which will begin to lead you in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, and all it really, and see, God uses those changes of events to get you to go in another direction. Now, as you get further along that path, you're going to realize, oh, wow, this is what I needed to be. So so it's not, and so then that makes you rethink, okay, so you, you don't have to, honestly, you don't have to come back and apologize to me because I, 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 I see it. But you might have to say, oh, you might want to say, I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I see it. I understand it. But you'll be pissed at me or that this person. No, God was really saying, now, son, now, daughter, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You, you're ready now. And, and I'm going to let the vision, I'm going to let this isolate, I'm going to let whatever this is to make you. Because, see, that's what happens. We get so comfortable, so complacent. Mm-hmm. And where we're at, that I'm gonna just stay right here. Say, God, I didn't, I didn't put all this into you to to let you stay still. And I tell Felicia that every day. That's why she ain't got no job. And you know something? <clears throat> I can say, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, um, Sammy, you know, when I was on my rebel road. I refused to go to church. I didn't pray. I didn't do nothing. I, I know I didn't pray. I know to do it, you know, because I was raised in it, but I wasn't going to church. I wasn't praying. I I wasn't. I didn't even know what my Bible was, you know, for two decades. Um, but, three. But it's really interesting. You said three. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, you see this old stuff? And so, um, you know, I came, and then when I, the experience that I had, um, you know, I come, I came back, and this was recently, and uh, I visited, I started going to church here. Um, you know, actually, no, let me take that back. It started when I was still in the city, and I went to my mama's church uh, over there on commercial. And 
that was when I was kind of, you know, reawakened. Um, and then, about, you know, I came here and I started going to New York and then the thing started happening. I was like, no, I've been running away from this forever. Why? You know, and then um, when my cousin's in ministry, even though it didn't work out quite the way that we all thought it was going to, um, it's interesting how situations, you know, how God can move step by step, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, can yeah. be in this situation, you could gain, a, you know, a little bit from this situation, which gets you ready for the next situation. And and even though the situation with, um, you know, the my um ministry of license, even though it didn't work out the way we all thought it would, I'm going to tell you this, which is why I have nothing negative to say about it, because one thing I can honestly tell you is that it taught me how to pray for real. Like, I'm oh, still nowhere near where I need to be, but those are some straight-up prayer work. They are not playing. They're not playing, and it renewed my faith that there are some people who are real, and even um, when everything kind of, you know, came to an, uh, an impasse, um, to be honest with you, I expected, I expected it to be just like with every other situation, that I have been in with people who are in church and not where, you know, it was people were going to be pissed at me and um, negative things were going to be said and, you know, the relationships were going to be severed. You know, all that old mess that happened, you know, and I was waiting for it. I was I was holding it and I was waiting for it. And when it didn't happen and when they were still just as sweet and my cousin still was like, no problem, you know, we still love you and they still sent me things. You know what I'm saying? It changed me. It changed me, and it changed my whole expectation. It changed the way that I saw things a lot, and so now I understand why, why I, ha- you know, why that situation needed to happen because it opened me up. And so now, um, as I become more involved on this prayer line, and as I listen to how you all relate to one another, well, it's been about a year now that I've been calling in, but as I've become more and more vocal and listen to you all's interaction um, and uh, even watch some of the interactions that um, I, I noticed. I can see how far I've come just since, you know, I started going to the um, church here at the mm-hmm. beginning. And so I can, you know, and what what I'm noticing is happening is every step of the way, he's putting me around people who are more and more seasoned in him. So it started out where, you know, I was going to church. And, you know, everybody uh, said I was sharing with you about the church. You know, it's not that they don't believe in God, but there is a depth that's not there. There is a depth that's not there, and perhaps I wasn't ready for that at the beginning. Then, you know, I started, you know, meeting people, moving, moving. Every every situation I encountered, the, um, the people were, were um, increasingly more seasoned and increasingly um, older, if you will, in their spiritual walk. And um, I see now how that was divinely orchestrated and how I got to be where I am now. I still have so much, <laughs> so far to go, but I can see how he how he orchestrates things. And so, <clears throat> and so I see what you're saying, like, about the advantage because um, I was out the loop. You know, the, the foundation was planted through childhood, right? The foundation was planted through childhood. Then I stepped away, but when I came back, because that foundation was already planted, I was able to just kind of come 
right in, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes, mm-hmm. makes any sense. It does yeah. make sense, but you got to realize that's what Proverbs tells you. Said the train of a child when he's young, when he's old, he would not stray far from it. So that's what that means that you had to come back. We all, at some point, miss the call, and we all mm-hmm. get sidetracked at some point, even whether it's in our own lives, our jobs, or whatever, in our own minds or whatever. But when God got a calling on your life and He got His hands open, He has chosen you to do something for you. Gonna do it whether you do it voluntarily or involuntarily. So now the choice is you gonna do what you got to do. Now you can do it either kicking and screaming and groveling, or you can do it willingly. But right. then again, you got to realize He's gonna take you to that place where you you have to actually He gonna get you around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, and He gonna prune you. He's going to cut away all those things that are not of him. Right. So you have to realize that. And it's not to the point, it's not like you did. I can't say you did nothing bad, but then to come back and be repentant of what you, uh, uh, of being sidetracked, that's where God gets the glory out of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Because when I was living yeah. in Jersey, I promise I might have gone to church every now and then. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, I live with some straight up heathens. <laughs> 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 I told my dog better go to the church and fight while the preacher preaching. Lord. They did. I'm, I looked upside their head. I had to leave that. I, that, that, that wasn't not, I didn't live with them. Because I knew that was not right. Because that's not the way I was raised. Mm hmm. Come on at eight o'clock, 
And so then, but he look how he called all of us together. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be started where three of us was on the line. It turned into 17. Then it, it, the number increased. And then, of course, there's mm-hmm. some that fell by the wayside. Mm-hmm. You know, just like our preacher was preaching last, wasn't that that Sunday last Sunday or something? What's that when he was preaching about the being planted, the seed being planted on good soil? And so mm-hmm. you got to realize and see, when that seed is planted in good soil, it's going to bring back good fruit. But then, you know, mm-hmm. sun was planted, but then the sun came out and scorched the seeds, and after things grew up and what have you, and then the sun, the birds came and picked up and plucked. But I see we cannot separate them because God said, let him do the separating. So we can't look down on each other for what we've done. You just be glad that you came back. Mm-hmm. See, that's where you, you need to be rejoicing and stop beating yourself up on the little things that we do because we flesh. All of us. Like my dad just said, he said, all of us is X something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now he's my dad is a minister too. Now he a preacher, and so we are ex whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may not be Malcolm, but we ex something. <laughs> 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 so you got to, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. No, I'm not. I'm not beating myself up about it. Say no, Lisa. <laughs> I said, Lisa, you fading off. We can barely hear you. Is it better now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, I was just saying that I don't that I'm, I don't feel bad. Like I don't feel bad about it. I'm not beating myself up about it. It's just that um, sometimes, um, you know, I just wonder if I'm making an impact. That's all. You know, if I'm just making an impact. I just want to just be effective. That's all. Well, you know what, though? Okay, actually, a couple of things in everything we've been talking about. First of all, um, when we're talking about, we, we we should right now see the importance of of why all of the children need to be in church at a young age. Because mm-hmm. it was yeah. a in each and every one of our lives so that when we got on our own and we was full of ourselves, <laughs> we was kept. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? That's the importance of, 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 of the, you know, and like like Arthur said, you, I, I forget the scripture, he came from Proverbs, but that's the importance of putting that foundation in your child. And then it was like last week or so, I don't know when I was reading, and it talked about how the Lord had hid us in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, that's why we can look at others. And I'm, you know, and we, this is out of thankfulness. Uh, I see how I made it because God hid me in Him. Because mm-hmm. I know it's some things, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of us can go like a little bit, mm, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> So, but but again, and it's just but see, but it also showing how God fulfills His word. So His word was if you put it, if you raise a child, what was that scripture you said, Arthur? 
raise up a child while he was young. When he's old, he would not stray from it. So God fulfilled his word that when we went astray, he brought us back. And how he fulfilled it now, that's, that's, that's you know, us. But his word was he will not, he will bring us back. That we're, all of us are back where we needed to be at. Now, how we got back, you know, how it worked in nature in our individual lives, that's that's what that one-on-one personal relationship. Yeah, we made some bad choices, some bad decisions, blah, 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 but God. Mm-hmm. All right. And so now that we're here, so now it's like, okay, so now you're talking about am I being effective? Am I? Well, right now, yes, you are. You know why? Because you're realizing that, you know what? I, 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 I'm realizing the difference in me. I'm realizing that, that, you know, God is using me. So I'm being affected just by the point of just saying yes to God. Now, as he began to systematically time as my friends and family that I began to touch. And so when you do that, and it's from there... <laughs> take you to the next level. Remember, everything in God is about levels. You got to qualify the first one, then he takes you to the next. Qualify that one, then he takes you to the next. We in the world, we want to just get to this other. Yeah, well, I want to get there. That ain't mm-hmm. how he does it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the thing is says that every round with God goes a little bit higher mm. and higher. Because that's gross. Mm-hmm. It's growth. We, you're growing and you're maturing in his walk and in his word. So it's a difference in, in just being a babe. Sometimes I was like, a lot of people like to stay at their baby steps because it's easier. And there's not no responsibility placed upon them. But but when you call to do something, you're going to do it now. You're going to do it whether you, like I said, you're going to do it voluntarily or involuntarily. Hello, come on now. Mm. So that's the thing, so. You got to um, just go on yield. Don't give up. Give it, step aside and get out of yourself. <laughs> get out of your own way because you're blocking yourself, your blessings. I see it. No, I, I don't know what type of bl- You know, we pray for many things, and when we try not to bow down on our knees or even just nod our head and give, uh, give a silent prayer to the Lord for ourselves, we're 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 blocking the blessings of the Lord for 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 what He has for us because we don't want to come out of the that worldly walk or mm. whatever it is in our minds that is is, mm-hmm. is 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 you know and so you're blocking it you know mm. the blessing is there for you but you got to be willing to go to, into the throne room before the throne of grace you got to ask it even when you ask you have to believe what you ask it you got to keep asking for the same thing. Oh, no. And just ain't no just lip service. We got to believe it and then act upon our belief. Exactly. exactly. I think that is that Mark, is book of Mark 24 and 11, 11, 24, something like that, where he said, when you pray and you ask for something, you got to have faith and belief. Yes. Yes. I might be calling the chapter wrong, but I know it's somewhere in Mark. But you have to believe that he's going to do just what you ask us. His sponsors are yeah, you know what I Yeah, you can have this. But then it comes with the price, too. What are you willing to sacrifice? 
upon this rose of a way. Yeah. You know something? When we were coming up the road, I think we was coming out of um Kentucky. No, it wasn't Kentucky. It was probably out of Tennessee. In between um, Tennessee, yeah, it had to be Tennessee because we had just gassed up. Anyway, and that my dad asked a question about something about the the stone. He was talking about the jewels, the gold, and how they came about it, blah, 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 blah. And we was talking about that. And then he said, the very one that people ended up rejecting. Now, they hewed out all, we was talking about how the temple was built. That's what it was. And how all these precious stones that we want to decorate our hands and our necks and our hands with, how all of those things was Solomon of well. David told Solomon that the Lord told him to put him into the temple, and they put him into the temple. And the very one that they rejected ended up becoming the head corner, the chief cornerstone. Mm. And so that's the thing. So we cannot reject God's will or his, his way. You can't reject him, period. I don't know how how that conversation went on, but anyway, that's what we were talking about. And so you, so we cannot we cannot deny the the the, the anointing that the Lord have upon our lives. about that, bro. And he'll be there. <laughs> yes, he will. I already away knew you were going to come back. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you know, cause like, I think it was Jeremiah where he said, he told, he said, return unto him because he is married to us to backslide mm. <laughs> Wow. He knows he's mm. going to take two or three steps back. Maybe some will go ten. I'm taking a hundred steps <laughs> <laughs> On a journey, see ya. <laughs> oh, I had to come right on back. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, y'all acted up today. Y'all acted up. How are you getting ready to come for me? No, I said y'all acting up. No, you didn't do some early, though. <laughs> you get ready to come for me. I'm a, I'm gonna read um what um Arthur was talking Mark twenty three eleven Mark eleven twenty three Say unto you that whosoever shall have say unto this mountain, see, my darkness heart 
but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Mm. I say unto you, what things of you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Mm-hmm. Saying it and not believing it, that that's that at least it's like okay, like a like a formula, like a recipe. You can say that but if you but first of all if you don't say it, okay, nothing happens. You gotta say it and you gotta believe it. You know, it's just like making a cake. If you the the the, the eggs, if you don't put that eggs in that cake it ain't gonna rise. But you know what? One thing that Lisa was saying, she was like, she wants to know if she's effective. When we do that, we kind of we're looking for, and I, and it's a it's a it's a thing because we have to make sure that we're not looking for the glory for ourselves. So we, it doesn't matter if we're effective or not. If we see if we're effective, there's a lot of times where seeds are sown where you don't know what has transpired until months later, years later. So as long as you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, we can't worry about the outcome. Sam always says, you know, we, we plant the seed, but God waters and gives the increase. That's all we're supposed to do. So, like, even when you're being a teacher, you can only teach to the best of your ability. But after you've done your job, really, you can't force knowledge. All you can do is give it. And it's up to the person that you're talking to to receive it or not. So don't don't worry about if you're being effective. Because we talked about that the other day. You could be talking to somebody and it looks like they're not paying no attention to you, but they will definitely come back to you later if that situation ever comes up and said, well, you said or you did thus and so. Is that right? So just, just continue to walk according to what you're supposed to be doing and don't worry about anything else. Now I want to add to that though. Now this is like you got you know you got your paper, you got main title, and you got your subtitle and that. Now, but <laughs> where this from going from a child, or from a toddler to a child to a teenager, out to a teenager, her worrying about being effective. Am I really hearing from God? Is this really what God wants me to do? That so that's that's what you so in that aspect more and more turn His word, His will, and His way. And, you, and when you're solid, when you solidify the fact that yes, I'm hearing from God, am I being effective? Because I think for you it's more 
am I really hearing from God? Is what God wants me to do? I think that's more from the arena where she's coming from. Okay. And, but, but I mean, so, so again, like I said, what, what I just said, as we've already gone there, <laughs> we can try to clarify for you. Both of them are right, and I think, am I right, Lisa? That's more so where you're at with your walk. Um. Oh, no, I want your phone, but we can't hear you. No, just making sure that um, I am in order. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure I'm not out of order, making sure that, um, you know, because I know I definitely, I mean, there definitely is no question of, you know, am I doing it for myself or for God? You know, that's definitely not the question, um, but just making sure that, that I am in order. That's all. Because, you know, because even on that note, we talked about this one day on a call last week. That, that'll that let you know if it's from God or not, because if you start to rambling and you get to talking, and then by the end of the day, everybody like, huh, what, huh? Yeah, yeah, nine times out of ten, that ain't from God. Praise oh. <laughs> God. Amen. <laughs> and so, so from that, so from what? See that, but see that again. That's a guiding tool that the Holy Spirit will show you if you are open and receptive. Okay. Okay. Again, so like, dog, all this is learning. Again, from where you know where we. This is the we can learn. This is the purpose of this call to learn. And but a lot of times we we think we're spiritually led, but we're not. Our soul we're so soulishly entangled, but we don't even see or understand that. But see, again, in God's time and in his way, he will begin to reveal this to you. So so from that aspect, of, am I being effective? Well, then you can gauge what's going on. And if you're not over a continuous basis getting that what you think or what you would desire, then you that's when you go back, God, well, is this really me or is this really you? Then you got to be ready for the answer. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the way you said that. <laughs> what are you talking about, huh? Mm-mm. Well, what if I don't like the answer, though? Most of the time we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and don't set it high, you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. TDJ has a whole sermon devoted to that. What? What but about then if you don't like this? the answer, no. think about it. If you don't like the answer, you're showing your chastisement of the Lord. The Lord chastises us when he goes. So my thing is whether you're being effective or not, that's not for you to even worry about because God's going to get the glory out of it anyway. It's the hearts and the light, that light that we seek. We say, this little light of mine, I want to let it shine. But, uh, yeah, his blade broke. But um, the thing is, but we, 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 we don't have to worry about that because God going to get the glory. But the thing is, we cannot worry. You you being effective in somebody's life, I say, just like when we go in that classroom, we may not touch all 100, 200 kids that we that we that come into that classroom today, but somebody's gonna appreciate the little bit of effort that you put in for. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. 
like my little book of bands, they, they knew I was going to be out today. Now, they mad. That was mad. Y'all saying, Miss Fitzroy, you out there. You just out there speaking to me last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you. Because <laughs> 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 y'all about to turn my hand up. I promise I took six aspirin yesterday. My head was hurting so bad. <laughs> now, Arthur, how long have you been teaching? Oh, a long time. Okay, have you been teaching? Oh, wow. Have you had any of them come back to you and tell you that they appreciate you? Oh, came yesterday. One came from the high school that's gone to the School of the Fine Arts. But the sad part about this one of the little Caucasian boys, he didn't just come to tell me how, how, how well he was doing and how much I helped him. He came back with a little sheet. Will you sponsor me? I said, see me next week. Mm. You know, and so the thing is, so you are, I have, they come in even when I tutor in the evening time, all of the ones that go to, that's in the high school now, they come back. So it lets you know that you've done something well. And it's not to the point that I really don't want to see you. I just want Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.